0: Tune in to The Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Are taking us for fuels is a front page of making the mirror today. Oil firms hiking up prices to profit from excess, excise duty cuts. We all know of it. And we'll chat about it a little later on. Many petrol stations yesterday put their prices up ahead of the midnight excise duty cut. Greedy oil firms hiking up their prices, uh, price gouging. Of course, we had a drop. Um, well, uh, for, for many people, it was more like, A paper exercise, a drop of 20 pence per litre on petrol, cent on litre on petrol and 15 cent on diesel uh, at midnight. But of course, many petrol stations got ahead of it and pumped up the price in advance. Now, Mary Lou MacDonald said the overnight rises cancelled out uh, the planned government cuts. And she said uh, that Sinn Féin wants the price of petrol and diesel brought back to 175 a litre and kept there. A form of price capping. It's a question that I'll put to uh, the Minister, Michael McGrath, in a few minutes' time. But the stories of price gouging make many of the papers today. And what the government has done really has been counteracted. First of all, it wasn't half enough and then counteracted by fuel companies that got in ahead of it. Uh, Motorists are being urged not to get behind their wheel, uh, if at all possible. And if you do, to drive slowly. Drive slower, apparently. Uh, Micheal Martin actually has called price gouging a barbaric act. Uh, He makes the examiner this morning saying the petrol stations are gouging ahead of the excise cut um, engaged in a barbaric act of cruelty, he says. And I was chatting with uh, Dr. Paul Dean from UCC yesterday. The Independent were chatting with him as well. A lot of what he said to me, he said to them as well, about, you know, turning down the heat and wearing jumpers to keep warm like people used to do many years ago. But one of the other things is he's suggesting is that ministers should also lead by example in the energy crisis and turn down the heating in Leinster House and also be seen to be wearing... Uh, Jumpers Now, taxi drivers make the front of the Echo because taxi drivers in Cork have said that the government's announcement of a cut uh, is going to make absolutely no difference. Paul Lynch from the Taxi Council makes the front of uh, the Echo today. I may have an opportunity to talk to him a little later on. But of course, into the mix, of course, you've also got home heating oil. And one of the questions being asked, I think it's actually Paul Lynch in the Echo is asking, why in Malta is it 121 a litre for diesel? It's capped there. Why, in Hungary and other countries along the border with russia it 's capped at one euro thirty even the u k has cheaper petrol prices than us, and of course, bakers make many of the papers, and they 're literally trying to earn a crust in the price of bread and everything to do with anything to do with wheat or flour or you know any of the, any of the grains will also go up with regards to import prices and Another worry is that you could find surcharges now being added on to your bin collection uh, straight away panda has told some of its customers that it's proposing a one euro per bin lift and they call it a fuel and energy surcharge. And sadly, I'm also hearing this morning of uh, coal about to go up in price. More about that also. It's not so much the coal itself, I suppose. It's the fact that diesel has doubled in price uh, and therefore it's costing more to get coal to people's homes and it could be as much as a fiver a bag from Monday on delivery. Then with regards to all of the stories from Ukraine, Putin now is bombing babies. He's bombing maternity hospitals. He's killing children. It's just beyond heartless. And the papers this morning have uh, very, very to the point headlines where they call him the baby bomber. That's the front page of the sun. Um, And there are photographs after photographs and online many, many videos of the depraved acts of the Russian army. That's a headline in the mail, actually. Depraved bombing of a maternity hospital and children now. um, Children have died in those hospitals. In fact, it's so gruesome now that I see papers in the, on the, this morning with photographs of mass graves, um, mass graves for over Nearly 1,200 civilians who can't get to graveyards. And Mariupol is an example of this, actually. Uh, A mass grave following the slaughter of at least 1,170 civilians. And some of the photographs are a bit like looking at the mass graves uh, um, during the Second World War and the pits that the Nazis and the Gestapo dug and just literally threw bodies in there at concentration camps. There's a photograph in the Times this morning of a trench that's been dug And the misfortunate people of Mariupol are literally, I hate saying this at this hour of the morning, but throwing dead bodies into it. And at the other end of the pit and the trench, I don't know, are they bodies at the other end of the trench or are they domestic refuse? It's absolutely shocking, this long trench, body on top of body. Meanwhile, here in Ireland, 10,000 people have now offered their homes it was standing at about six thousand yesterday. There's been a big push nationally, and we were part of it on this program with the Red Cross yesterday. And over ten thousand people have offered their homes. The Red Cross are behind this, and it's a Red Cross online registration if you want to get involved. And of course, the sanctions against Russia continue. I read out a list on Monday that's been you know out out of date now because many more companies since have closed businesses, including Coca-Cola and Pepsi and McDonald's. The last Big Mac in Moscow was the headline during the week, but KFC have also shut. Shop now. So in other news then we had some interesting stories before the courts one of them is one that we dealt with on this programme at quite some length and um, there was jail time handed out yesterday, a burglar uh, he shone a torch into the face of a woman who was aged 83 and claimed he was a member of Angarda Shikona. As he ransacked her home at four o'clock in the morning. Now, his accomplice had a baseball bat, so he had his jail time increased yesterday. Anthony Horgan of no fixed abode, um, and it was increased to um, eight years with one year suspended. I believe that originally the original term was less than that, uh, and it was increased yesterday. And it's a front page of making the Echo today. And then there's another character who also got jail. Quite interesting. He was knocking around um, areas of Lock, apparently and he's checking the handles of cars in driveways of houses. He got a sentence of a year in jail with half of it suspended. And then there was a couple of discrimination cases that made the papers. Like two Roma women uh, had their discrimination cl- claim against Dunn stores uh, rejected uh, by the Workplace Relations Commission. They, they claimed they were refused service at a Dublin city centre store because they were Roma. Um, in the statement against them, one of the women said that uh, she'd been barred from the shop for allegedly begging from customers but she pointed out that Irish beggars were not barred. And overseas then the Times UK, and we were talking particularly on International Women's Day of how difficult it is for a woman to uh, juggle a job in child rearing. But it's the story of a nursery worker who's been awarded £25,000 after she was sacked while pregnant by bosses who asked her whether having a baby was a good idea. You can't be engaging in that kind of nonsense. In fact, it's a f- awful lot less, it's an awful lot worse than nonsense. And then with the St. Patrick's weekend ahead, and it's a long, long weekend of celebrations and festivals and parades. The Taoiseach has asked countries uh, that usually turn their landmarks green for St. Patrick's Day to instead light up blue and yellow to support Ukraine. I've seen photographs of our own City Hall doing just that. I have to say it looks superb. I don't know whether he's asking countries, including uh, ourselves. Uh, imagine he would be if we don't do it. Why would we ask others? Uh, but it's a big change with regards to how we should celebrate St. Patrick's Day next week, uh, thinking more of Ukrainians than our patron saint and ourselves. It's a good idea. The Neil Prenderville Show. The lines are open. You can text I Have Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, Michael McGrath, uh, in a couple of seconds. Just ahead of that, I did invite you guys to send me some questions that I could pass on to Michael McGrath. Here's a selection. Why didn't you cap the fuel price and stop the greedy garages ripping people off by increasing prices before the cuts come in? Why? How can the government justify their jaunts abroad for St. Patrick's Day? When the cost of travel and fuel is rising and there are more humanitarian issues at hand, ask him and all the others in the government to agree to live on a minimum wage for a week, claim no expenses. Um, Ask him what he's going to do to businesses who are going to be pushed to now be loss-making, where they'll say to hell with this, we'd be better off on the dole. Um, Ask him why they're not taking pay cuts while the country's on its knees. Ask him about the temporary USC introduced by the government. Um, Ask him why the reduction is a paltry 20 cent. It's only a gesture, mere optics. Ask him why did all the top earners in the country get 200 euro off their electricity bills. Ask him why there are not emergency measures brought in to reduce the VAT on fuel and home heating oil. And many people asking um, why, oh why, can't we do what, say, for instance, Mary Lou MacDonald is asking and said would have been done if Sinn Féin were in government cap the price of fuel at, say, 170, 175. Michael McGrath joins me by phone. Michael, good morning. Oh, my apologies. Let me just sort my phone out. Michael, can you hear me now? I can. Uh, good morning, Neil. Thanks so much for taking the call. I understand you couldn't talk yesterday because you were trying to work out the details yeah. of the price. Cost. It, it's been irrelevant now because, as you know, and the dogs on the ground know, all of the garages, the vast majority of them, shot the prices up yesterday, knowing you were going to reduce them at midnight. What do you make of that?
1: Well, first of all, Neil, I want to say that there is a cost to this war in Europe for all of us, unfortunately. That is the harsh reality. Uh, none of us are unaffected by uh, the appalling unfolding situation in Ukraine. Um, first and foremost, the impact is on the people there, and we're going to be as generous and supportive as we possibly can uh, by looking after people who come to Ireland. But there are wider effects as well, and I know that's the main reason why uh, you want me on No,
0: I was going to come back to people Offering their homes sure. to Ukrainian refugees, I have no problem with that, uh, and we yeah. will we will get to that. But it, just with regards to what happened yesterday, even the Taoiseach has come out and criticised um, oil companies and petrol stations for what they did yesterday. It was a disgrace. Yeah. So the I mean. The, the excise reduction took effect at
1: midnight last night but it is the case that for fuel that is already at the four courts the um, the retailers would have paid the higher excise on that fuel to the suppliers so until that fuel washes through as such and is sold which can take two days could take three days uh, it is then that the reduction will kick in so the fuel that is currently in stock in the four courts has already had the higher excise paid on it by the retail to the suppliers. Um, th- that's not to say that all of the increases that occurred in the last 24 48 hours are justified. Um, I can't answer that. If people are engaging in anti-competitive practices, if there is any form of collusion uh, or anything like that, then it is absolutely unacceptable for anyone to be profiteering in the back of uh, the appalling situation uh, that is occurring in Ukraine. And there are state bodies, uh, the Competition Consumer Protection Commission, that people can make complaints to uh, and the government will be engaging uh, with them to see if there are any issues here uh, that need to be addressed by yeah, way but, but of all It's
0: almost impossible to even unravel how um, petrol yeah. stations and oil suppliers, uh, you know, deal with fuels on the forecourt. I mean, one one of them told us yesterday that if he sees somebody put their price up, he puts it up himself. You know, it's like.
2: like
1: yeah, well, that shouldn't be the basis of pricing for, for anyone in business. I mean, you arrive at the price you charge the consumer, you know, looking at your, your input costs, your cost of material, uh, and so on. Now, they will argue, and look, you've had them on your show, I'm sure, explaining their position that the, the volatility in uh, oil prices and wholesale prices, um, there's a lag between the prices and the wholesale markets and how it presents on the four courts. And we have seen a lot of volatility in the last, number of weeks. We've seen huge increases. It's come back, then it's gone back up. Yesterday it came down a good bit. Uh, We hope that that's the start of Uh, of the
0: trend. No, like this morning I am talking about... I'm um, to, oh, you no,
1: mean I'm barrel of oil? Uh, yeah, barrel of oil, which is the the origin of all of this. Uh, ultimately, it had reached up to about one hundred and thirty uh, dollars a barrel in the last forty eight hours. Came down yesterday to about one hundred and eleven. Uh, has gone to one hundred and fifteen. So, uh,
0: so, post- so yesterday, Paul Dini, UCC says we can expect it to go to two to two forty or two fifty. Um, so anything that you do with this 15 and 20 cent really won't make a blind bit of difference unless you were to cap it as Sinn Féin is saying why couldn't you just say we will set the price at 170 and the government will absorb the rest well first of all I think
1: the change uh, does make a difference if it wasn't done however high Uh, petrol and diesel are they would be higher without those excise reductions of that uh, I am certain the question of a cap is one that I think is worth teasing out a cap would not work it is uh, simplistic, it sounds great it's populist, in my view uh, we would end up with a supply shortage uh, in Ireland if we were to cap the prices, if you think it through, if you cap the price that uh, the forecourt can charge to a customer that pulls up uh, to fill up their car with petrol or diesel, you cap the price that they can charge but what about the cost to them if that cost goes through the roof uh, from their wholesaler from their, their, their supplier if the cost of oil uh, goes up by 30-40% the system will break down we'll end up with no supply coming into Ireland and we'll
0: end up with chaos No I don't understand happened. that you, it's the government and the tax take would, would pay the difference I mean other countries have done it and it's worked for them apparently they've capped the price and the, and the, and the country absorbed the difference and paid the oil suppliers well, the government doesn't uh, take everything from a uh, fill of petrol
1: or diesel. Uh, it, it can be about 50%. You now, the percentage is going to fall. Much of that is VAT. There is VAT well, at most of percent excise. Um, excise is now being reduced by, by the 20 cent. So excise on uh, a litre of petrol was, was 54 cent uh, plus VAT, uh, that is now being reduced by, by 20 cents, so it is a 30% reduction uh, in the excise. Uh, the diesel reduction is lower because there is a limit put on the amount of reduction that we can apply but, under an EU... I know, but directive. unless you, unless but, you
0: cap it, uh, Michael, it'll be irrelevant because prices are going to continue to go up, so the 15 and 20 cent was, was, is wiped out already, like this morning, Maxall did drop their prices, the garage I saw, but next to it, the circle K, no, Maxall didn't drop their prices. At all, they left them at yesterday morning's prices. But Circle K did. Um, so, like, it, it, I mean, it, yeah. But for the
1: reason that I explained earlier on, uh, I think we do need to allow two to three days to come to a view uh, as to what the impact of the excise reduction has been. All of the fuel sitting in the four courts today has been bought at the higher excise rate and so will be sold at a price that reflects that. But they're, but they're uh, but putting as, their prices up be twice be. How
0: can that be? I mean, who's naive? Me or you? They're putting the prices up twice a day. Um, they're not getting deliveries twice a day. They're not, like, they're getting a phone call from somebody saying, you know, put, it, it's, they've paid for price, they paid for petrol at a particular price, they fill their tanks, right? And it's paid for. Yep. And then on one day, they could raise it twice. Yeah,
1: I don't see why that should be happening. But it it is is twice in one day. Um, But I I certainly am of the view that looking to impose a, a fixed price or a cap on a commodity that we do not own in ireland that we rely on uh, imports entirely coming into ireland uh, will not work because if you put a cap on that price uh, you will end up in my view with a shortage of supply and you will end up with queues at the petrol stations uh, because there are many markets around the world that are looking for uh, oil and oil-based products at the moment and they will they will pay the higher price and if we're not prepared to then we will not get the supply. That is my view. I do not believe that it would work and I think it is a simplistic uh, solution uh, that will get us in an awful lot more trouble. I mean there is volatility in the underlying price of oil. Uh, Nobody knows where it's going to go Neil. I cannot give a guarantee about the direction of prices at the pumps uh, in in the weeks ahead and you know there are some positive signs that it is stabilising. Some OPEC uh, members are talking about increasing supply and the market is no. It's very. It's really acting on sentiment at the moment, and every uh, public comment from the major players uh, is being analysed uh, and parsed, and is feeding into the prices uh, on the market. But <laughs> it, you know, we were seeing increases before the war because uh, the, the rebound in the Irish economy and the European economy, in particular, was really strong. But it's moved on a whole. I know. Whole I don't think anybody has any war.
0: issue with the reasons behind yeah. it. They have a big issue with the help that's been given by government, and a lot are accusing, say, Ministers, you, you might think that it's uh, you know it's an unfair comment to make but you guys don't pay for your own petrol and, and diesel it's all provided for you uh, with expense accounts and whatever you so you're not squeezed in that regard you know home heating oil isn't going to be an issue for you guys issues like that the price of a bag of coal is going up on Monday as a consequence to all of this as well so you're not living in reality that's what they're saying.
1: Yeah, look, I hear those comments all the time, Neil, and, uh, you know, they are what they are. Uh, I, I'm privileged to do the job I do. I love my job. I'm there because the people elected me. You know, we are in a democratic system, and thank God for that when we, when we see what happens uh, in other parts of the world. Uh, but you're I going to push people
0: here, onto the dole, particularly businesses yeah. that you need diesel to get their, their, their products from A to B, Even even buses that we were talking with yesterday, private operators that bring children to school. Uh, they're, they're going to fold. And I just don't understand why you can't cap it. And maybe I'm not explaining it. That you would leave it at, say, 175. But you wouldn't cut the price to the oil supplier. The government and the state and the taxpayer would pay the difference. Yeah, but the, the ability to do that
1: is limited because in relation to VAT, we do not currently have discretion, and that is twenty three percent. If you were to seek to reduce VAT on uh, petrol and diesel from below twenty three percent, then you would have to do it in relation to all other. But we, you were tar- able to reduce VAT. R- you were VAT. able to
0: reduce VAT rates during COVID. Why why couldn't there be some emergency power to reduce it now? Uh, you,
1: you are allowed uh, two two lower rates of VAT, which we currently have, nine uh, percent and thirteen and a half percent. We apply the thirteen and a half percent rate uh, to your electricity and gas bills, for example. We have a derogation from the EU to allow us to charge that lower rate, uh, and. Uh, The advice that we have is, in relation to home heating bills, for example, if we were to reduce it below the 13.5%, we would lose that derogation and it would have to go all the way back up to 23%. So that law is complex. Um, It is governed by an EU directive as well as by national law. But
0: But laws are are for the people, really. It's all about working for the people. And this doesn't seem to be, I mean, it may have been a great idea, you know, 15 mm -hmm. and 20 But in another week or two weeks, it's going to be 240, 250. What are you going to do then?
1: Look, we will keep this under review and uh, we are uh, engaging with some of the sectors you spoke about there I know uh, Minister Eamon Ryan met with uh, the hauliers last evening so we are listening to uh, the real life experience that people have, we know that this is incredibly tough, Uh, we understand that Uh, there is a limit to what the government can do it would be wrong of me to come on and give the impression that the government can completely insulate people from the effects of uh, the war in Ukraine and the turmoil it has caused uh, internationally on the markets in economies around the world we cannot give that guarantee that we can insulate people uh, entirely from that there's going to be a price for all of us to pay unfortunately um, as a result of what is unfolding and it's not just fuel it could well and I think is already manifesting itself uh, in relation to certain food prices we know the level of dependence we have from grain for example that comes from Russia and Ukraine certain metals as well which will feed feed into construction costs so th- there are lots of issues here, Neil. Uh, the government is in a position where, you know, we, we are still borrowing to run the country, uh, borrowing a lot less than we thought we might have been a year or two ago because the recovery is very strong with two and a half million people working in, in Ireland now. That's, that's, that's we, got to we change. Will the de- businesses fold. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think we will see that uh, to any significant degree. I mean, we believe that the economy... Uh, Carney's coaches
0: have 75 school runs a day. He's only got days left because the price of diesel has doubled. There's no profit in any he said. They will fold. You're going to have a bigger okay. amount of people joining the dole queues. Yeah, look, th- th- this is tough, and
1: we do not have all the answers because we're dealing with things... That Trying are to give you a few answers. Course. Cap the price of yeah. fuel. You know? that won't work and uh, I genuinely believe that that will not work in an Irish context where we are importing but you've,
0: uh, oil but you've actually not done nothing you may have thought it was a good idea the 15 and 20 Michael but it has made no difference the companies put the prices up ahead and the 15 and 20 are already gone so there's been no change well I think
1: we have to also acknowledge that there have been a lot of changes uh, in the price of a barrel of oil in the input costs in the last number of weeks. That is feeding through on a constant basis to what we are all being charged uh, at the forecourts. Uh, we know that. The Everybody, if, the government did not, if the government did not reduce the excise, then what we uh, would be charged in two or three days' time when the current stock has to be replenished uh, would be higher. Uh, there is no doubt about that. And if any. If it's any going company, to be higher. And I, it would be higher if we hadn't introduced the reduction in the excise. But if any company is uh, price gouging, is involved in collusion, any anti competitive practices, uh, then they should be dealt with by the Competition and Consumer Protection Body, and
0: they have the powers to do that. Nothing else than that, though. Um, it's just. You know they'll be censured or there will be some kind of an investigation or whatever the powers that be can do to them but for people, families nothing else Look, I mean, I, I, I know you're, you're, you're
1: playing down the significance of what we did yesterday. It is €320 million Euro, uh, of a tax reduction. Uh, we also have to ensure we can fund the running of the country, that we can pay our teachers, our nurses, our guardee, uh, and we have a lot of other needs in our economy, in our society, that we're trying to meet uh, to build houses, a record number of houses. I know that. Uh, public I, houses, affordable uh, houses. Uh, know, but that's
0: just, just putting political spin on it. I understand all of the rest no, of it. No, I, I, I don't I don't accept that Neil I mean these
1: are real life issues too for people and we have to make sure uh, that we can continue to fund all of those priorities Yeah yeah but right uh, now
0: it's yeah. about people keeping their families warm at home are you suggesting that they should just put on a couple of extra jumpers or a couple of coats no, on the I'm bed No I'm not
1: No I'm not of course I'm not and I, I'm not for a moment playing down how hard this is on a lot of people like I do get it uh, and uh, I know from your text and, and your own kind of suggestion that we, we live in another world like I'm elected by people I talk to people every single day I understand the problems that
0: people are facing uh, Was it the Green uh, Party yeah, we, yesterday we is it help. the Green Party's putting manners on you guys that they don't allow the kind of changes that you might like to make if they weren't in power with you No They fully supported uh, the measures that we agreed. Well, why then have we got billions of oil in Barry Row, just a couple of miles off Kinsale, only a couple of hundred metres under the water, apparently? Billions. It would fuel our country for 30 years. It's sitting there. Uh, it is
1: and getting that uh, to market is no easy task and uh, i will be meeting with providence resources shortly to go through uh, that project uh, with them and the issues and challenges that they're facing Uh, there is no prohibition on uh, existing licenses uh, being used and to bring those products to market um, but we are trying to over the medium to long term uh, change the way in which we uh, generate and use energy. Ah, uh, that's country. the Green Party and for that you then, isn't That's, that's the
0: Green Party. Leave um, the oil under the, the sea,
1: oil. it's bad, it's bold, it's dirty. No, well, there are already already existing licences there at Barry Row uh, that can be used. And uh, as I say, I am uh, meeting the company. I've already met them uh, in the past, and I'm going to meet them again to go through the issue with them. Uh, But particularly when it comes to gas, we will continue to need gas uh, in our country as a transition fuel, but also as a backup fuel. We get about 30% of our gas supply currently from uh, the Corrib, and the rest of it is imported uh, from the UK, from Scotland in particular, and from Norway.
0: Um, 10,000 people have offered their homes to uh, Ukrainian refugees um, and many have already arrived here. Um, Will that be the only thing that will be offered to Ukrainian refugees, people's homes or holiday homes or or bedrooms? What's the state doing to help them? So basically they are being treated uh, as
1: EU citizens. So when they come into Ireland... Uh, they are being given a PPS number uh, and a residency card immediately uh, at the airport, actually, uh, one, a, a Portland, and a one-stop shop. Yeah,
0: the old terminal one, at yeah. At the airport.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's up and running now. And uh, they are being given uh, supplementary welfare allowance, child benefit and so on. will kick in immediately. We are finding that, that about two-thirds of them have somewhere to stay already. That's in uh, their family in the here, is it? Community. Yeah, their okay. family and their friends. Uh, others at the moment uh, are being put into hotels. Right, And uh, as you said there, the generous response from the Irish people has been phenomenal and uh, with the Red Cross, we will now be going through those offers of help uh, and we will be calling on people uh, to provide that help and uh, many of these people you know, we'll want to return home as quickly as possible. In the main, uh, it is women uh, and children uh, whose husbands and fathers are still back in Ukraine fighting the war. Uh, they will want to go home as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, but there is no indication as to when that might be possible. That could be
0: months. That could be years. So you are very much relying on the public for this to pick up the slack because we are talking about how many in total do you think? 100,000? Um, look,
1: we, we genuinely don't know but it is likely to be tens of thousands. Uh, Many of the one of those coming here at the moment are coming of their own accord it's not in an organized way by the european union when the european union um, uh, agrees on a scheme for example to uh, support these refugees and to resettle them uh, ireland is likely to be allocated about two percent uh, of them so if that is a million people then that's an extra twenty thousand. we know that already two million people have fled ukraine and uh, the un estimate that could reach four million or perhaps higher so i think we are looking at tens of thousands uh, this is going to cost there's no doubt yes it will out. and the, if um,
0: let's say it's 100,000 and they get the same rights as EU citizens they get complete access to welfare and education they also get access to housing don't they they can join a housing list uh, they can that is correct yep ok and is that is that a, a potential problem though putting an extra I don't know how many families on the housing list in Ireland that are already is a shambles
1: there will be pressures. There's no doubt about that, Neil. But I don't think we can turn our back on these people. Mm. I mean, we do have we do have challenges in in housing, in health. But the challenges we face are totally insignificant. When you look at what's happening uh, in Ukraine, we have to uh, come to the aid of these people in their hour of need. Uh, The Irish public are doing that and the government will do that. Uh, Is it going to place further strain on the system and on resources? Uh, Yes, it will. And I'm not going to say otherwise because uh, that is the truth. I think there will be tens of thousands come here. Uh, I think many of them will have a lot to offer our country. Uh, Many of them are highly educated, uh, will want to work and there will be employment opportunities. We're seeing labor shortages in many parts of our economy at the moment. And I've already had employers in touch saying, how do we make contact with the Ukrainian people coming here because they want to talk to them about work? So they will make a contribution to Ireland as well. Many of them will want to go home as quickly as they can. Um, But uh, realistically, I I don't think going back to Ukraine is going to be an option for for quite some time, uh, tragically for most of them.
0: Okay, I know you're under pressure to go. Let me just go back to point one again, just before I do let you go. You got 20 cent yesterday on on unleaded, uh, 15 cent yesterday uh, on diesel. Regardless of how high the price goes in the coming weeks or months, that's all people are getting, is it? No more.
1: we're not saying that the government is not going to do anything further uh, to help people and to relieve the burden I mean just a few weeks ago we brought out a package of of a half a billion yesterday it was 320 million so in the space of a number of weeks uh, we are and it's it's the public's money it's taxpayers money and uh, we we understand that but they are extraordinary times they are extraordinary times and and the 320
0: million that you gave yesterday the fuel companies took that off people didn't get it so is there more that you can potentially do as prices continue to increase? Are you saying you're taking it under advisement? Is it? We're, we're, we're not ruling anything out, uh,
1: and we will be watching this very closely uh, on an ongoing basis. And some of the individual examples there that you gave about uh, hauliers and school transport providers and so on that are really at the cold face of this because they're filling their tanks every single day and they're incurring huge yeah, costs. Yeah. Uh, we are. We are. We are we are going to engage with them and see what we can do uh for individual sectors um but i know that this is tough neil we acknowledge that uh, and i hear what you say about capping the price and so on and i do not believe that that would work we saw what happened in the uk only a short few months ago when they had some uh issues in the supply chain you'll recall were recuse down the street in the uk to get access to fuel uh, at the pumps we don't want to create a situation where we have that in Ireland.
0: What, a queue for petrol? I don't think people would be terribly bothered about a queue if it was affordable.
1: Um, (laughs) You don't want want to be queuing half the day uh, for a resource that may not be there when you get to the top of the queue. All right. Uh, We need to ensure we have a stable secure supply uh, of all forms of energy coming into Ireland. Uh, I I do believe that the kind of prices we're seeing at the moment are temporary. Uh, I do not know for how long. There's huge volatility there. This is decided internationally uh, by those that supply oil to the wholesale markets. They're making positive noises in the last 24 hours. That is beginning to work its way through to the cost of a barrel of oil. And what I can assure people is the government will keep this under review. uh, And we will also be uh, looking at the Practices, the pricing practices uh, of those that are charging consumers at the moment okay. uh, to see if there are things that need to be followed. Has up anybody
0: there. in Cabinet asked those that run Aaron and Leinster House to turn the thermostats down? Not that I know of,
1: Neil. I, I don't know that. I mean, the, the, Why? the Houses of the Oroctus Commission run um, the Oroctus and how much energy they use. And
0: Why wouldn't somebody? Inquire at government level as to have we turned as we're asking the Irish people to do our own thermostats down.
1: Yeah, that's look. That's a fair point. Uh, I, I don't run the Arachus complex uh, and so on, but everyone who no, but it's about a gar- well, no, but it's
0: about a mindset. You see, it's about getting into it the is. mindset of
1: uh, of, of real people. It is, you know? and public resources uh, are limited. And they should be used uh, wisely.
0: And so would um, somebody please somebody. ask Leicester House to turn the thermostats down?
1: Yeah, look, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that I, I take your point that yeah. that might send a good a good signal to, to the public. No, it's just country. about
0: that. But at least um, people would at, would at least. Understand that maybe politicians think like everybody else in times of crisis because everyone else has had to turn their thermostats down and think twice about where they drive and for how long they're driving. It's just it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Fair enough, yep. Michael, thanks for taking the call, as always. I do appreciate it, Minister Michael again. McGrath. Text 0868106 on that one. Text 0868106. Pick up the phone on our new number 0818104106 back after the break.
3: Neil's got a
4: new number. Call him now on
0: 0818104106. Watch out, lads. It looks like the price of a bag of coal is also going to increase from next week. Every item used in shops, businesses, houses goes on the back of a truck or a van. This rising cost in fuel is going to to have a knock-on effect on the price of everything down to milk and bread for the ordinary working people, says Michelle. It is going to push a lot of businesses to loss-making, where they will say, to hell with it, i would be better off on the dole, which reduces income tax receipts and increases the dole bill. Government haven't a clue what they're they're at. I know from experience in working in these sectors also that uh, through COVID, people would have put mortgages on interest only because they had reduced income levels into their houses. Again, the banks will be putting the squeeze on these people. It's the middle-income working families that work and struggle the most. Don't get me started on the lack of services in the health system and schooling. Um, Well, we do have our own gas field and oil off Kinsale, but they sold the rights to oil companies. It's the same with the peat. They closed all the peat bogs. And now all the sustainable fuels that we had ourselves, we have to import from other countries. How thick can you get? And still they cannot see what they're doing wrong. If the likes of all of these politicians had to pay their own way as far as petrol and travel expenses to and from work, they wouldn't be long changing the prices right across the board. But they don't have to worry where they get their next meal from or how are they going to pay their next bill because the taxpayer pays it the same as they will pay for their trips abroad for Paddy's Day and their five-star hotels. Hotels, they don't give a damn about you and me or the person on the street as we wince. They have their four- and five-course meals and their free drinks and to hell with the rest of us. I'm sorry, but they're nothing but parasites. Get rid of the lot of them, says Pat. And Richie says the reduction of 20 and 15 cents is a paltry gesture and, as usual, more political optics than anything else. To the phone lines, Rory, good morning.
4: Neil, good morning. You just um, read out an email there exactly what I was going to say. All these ministers and TDs and all of government cars so, the taxpayer's paying for them. If it goes up to €253 Euros a litre, they don't care. They're not paying for this. It's you and me, the taxpayer. It's we're paying for their cars. They're not worried about the normal just Soap on the side of the road. Yeah.
0: How do you, how you, do like you want them to travel around? In their own car or on a bus or. Uh, um, you no, know, but
4: I want to come down to ground level. Do an aim and Ryan to, on it and get up down on down your high Nelly. Level,
0: yeah.
4: Come down to ground level and see it from the layman's eyes, liking that. Do you know, like Neil, yeah. I came to work this morning and I passed the garage on Model Farm Road and when I when I went home yesterday evening, the petrol and diesel in the garage were both 198.9, both of them 198.9. Now a 20 cent reduction should have been down to 178 and a 15 cent in diesel should have been 183. I just passed that garage, and at the present moment, it's one ninety two and one ninety.
0: Yeah, but they dropped. They dropped by. by they dropped by what? Six cent at least. Six cent. Yeah. Six cent. Yeah. Others oh, though didn't drop at all. Still the well, same you, as it was yesterday. Who's
4: monitoring yes. that? You, you should have asked McGrath when he was on, which is, uh, Who's monitoring that? Forget about turning on thermostats. You know, there's people there's people here He said I home. did ask
0: you, <laughs> <it>. he spoke <laughs> about he spoke about being able to make a complaint to the competition authority. But sure that doesn't affect that doesn't help people now, today, or well, tomorrow. He said Point that is, he is, said is, that the is, prices may what? he said that the prices on the ones that didn't come down today might come down in the next couple of days.
4: Well, it shouldn't Neil. It should come down last night.
0: Depending on what they bought, their oil or bought their that petrol, that makes no difference.
4: Diesel. That makes no difference. They're getting a VAT reduction today.
0: No, an excise they're getting reduction.
4: A, they're, getting ex, they're getting the excise reduction, so it should be passed on to the public straight away. Yeah, but it, it, it would it
0: wouldn't in, it wouldn't impact on fuel that they already paid for. He's saying,
4: "Oh, but that's sur- Yeah, he said that exactly. But but hang on a second, Neil. They get a fill of diesel on a Monday, sir. They put the price up. They don't get another fill, but they put the price up. If they They get, get if they order,
0: say, if they order diesel or petrol today, right, then and it's delivered say tomorrow, you should see a drop in the price of petrol and diesel at that filling station tomorrow. But the problem is, prices will have gone up so much before that that the fifteen and twenty cent has already been wiped out. You see, that's why the cap is a good idea. Capping the cost.
4: Neil, we were getting, we were getting, we were getting increases in, in four courts. Two and three times a day. Yeah, in some in some four courts, they were quick enough to put it up. Why not? Why not be quick enough and bring it down?
0: <sighs> I get you. I get you. Let me talk to Sandra. Thanks, Rory. Sandra, good morning. Is she online? Three, Sandra. There, Sandra. Can you hear me? No, not to worry. Okay, I'll come back in a few minutes. Time. Paul Lynch makes the front of the echo this morning from the uh, the taxi federation. Paul, good morning. Morning, Neil. How things going? I'm good, I'm good. Um, what, what, do, what do you think of, of, of what they have done and how they could do more? Because you're saying it, ha- it won't make a blind bit of difference.
3: It won't make a blind bit of difference, Neil. Not one job. Like you, I think you were someone, spokesperson from Kearney's. They're the big school transport operator. Yeah, I got
0: 75 school runs yeah. a day and there's only days what? left in it, he said.
3: Yeah, I'm a school transport operator in my taxi. So I see, like... As I said to the Echo yesterday, yeah. at the start, I could fill this for 55 to 60 euro. Now I'm staring about the barrel of 90. I have a quarter of a tank left, which means I'll fill again tomorrow. But i not going to fill, me? I'm going to go splash and dash. I can't, like, throw in 15, 20 quid, see how I get on. And every other taxi driver is going to be the same. I mean, there's a courier van just at the pass of me there. Who's going to deliver what you shot? You know? Like,
0: yeah, but no, but it's about who's going to pay the difference to deliver what you shopped.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, if you shopped, uh, you'll pay for it.
0: Yeah.
3: They, they, like, uh, I suppose, when it comes to public transport and taxis in particular, we cannot pass on any of our running
0: costs. What well, as you said, Is like putting a plaster on the Grand Canyon. Can you, can you put your price up?
3: No. We're... There's actually a fair review ongoing at the moment, which will be the third fare review into their last fair review of twenty nineteen. So this is twenty twenty two. And the taxi fares have not gone up. Um, this so, is it the same so will, will doing, will, will doing ta- a fare will, increase?
0: Will taxi drivers park up then or what? If it's not worth their while?
3: We've named us five hundred cars off the road at the moment. Why? Due to the pandemic. Uh, due to lack of work. Now, what I will say regarding that is that people will see lots of people out at the weekends because the weekend work is back. But well, yeah. unfortunately, you have a shortage of taxis and you have people mourning, where are the taxi men.
0: Well, where are they? Is it like everyone's... everyone's or they've left the industry, you're saying. <laughs>
3: they're gone. Like, uh, some have died due to COVID. Others of the senior drivers have just decided, right... Health as well. Hereby, I'm out the gap, and some of the younger drivers are in bus and driving buses, or during courier companies driving vans, because mm. we have a restricted entry into this business.
0: How's it restricted? If I wanted to be a taxi driver in the morning, what would stop oh, me? Oh yeah, try pass the test first. Neil, the knowledge is it? The exam. Try pass
3: that for yeah. But That's
0: people one, clearly but are right. passing it. We have drivers driving taxis from all corners of the world and they're not from Cork, oh, yeah. they're passing the test. Oh
3: yeah, So, But it's was... right the test because they didn't do it their first time and if they want to be their own boss, the or- only way in is buying a wheelchair-accessible vehicle. Is that it? Yeah, and those things start at 30 grand and go up. Your first insurance, on one of those is 10 grand.
0: So oh, you have insurance a whole of grand. is the problem. And is it 10 grand <laughs> a year?
3: Well, yeah, you're a good buy until the insurance company decides you're a good buy and you're, you're trustworthy. It will come down a bit.
0: You also spoke in the echo um, about why other countries have capped. Uh, you mentioned Malta. You mentioned yeah. Hungary. Um, even the UK is cheaper.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, to, to be honest with you, I was completely overwhelmed by what Michael McGrath said. Look, We're tied into Europe, and we don't know what way they us tied in in certain deals and running of the country. Now, there's a white paper coming from Europe on that. Now, that might give the government something to do, but... They're, they're call, like Listening to Michael McGrath earlier on, she was like, You remember Josephine? She said, Let them eat cake. That's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Let it's, them eat
0: cake. It, it just seems like as if it's not certainly fallen short of the mark, without a doubt. Uh, let me talk to Adam, who's a, a truck driver himself. Thank Paul. Appreciate you taking the call. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Oh, I was on like today
5: on Monday yeah. about the
0: price of diesel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some, you have no. some other prices, do you?
5: Yeah, you know, same place again. Circle K. It's basically going up and up and up and hasn't stopped at all.
0: Why would Why it. would a Circle K have diesel at two twenty five? I don't really know. And the funny thing is, but is that is that the is that the the premium diesel or the regular diesel?
5: The regular diesel and the diesel plus. Then the premium one is. You might as well just say it's too and what's the price of
0: petrol at that Circle K? Uh, petrol is
5: lower than you could say 2 two twenty, 220, yeah
0: 222 223. So it didn't come down at all. No. And Michael McGar saying yeah but you can expect it to come down in the next day or two depending on when they get uh, their orders. It's going up more than down. Yeah. And you, have you seen people panic buying? Is that right? Oh, yeah.
5: Like, I work, um, I'm a truck driver for Irish Independent Health Foods in and Macroom. Yeah. And um, I, from our point of view, we see our customers getting an awful lot of stuff compared to what they used to get because they're afraid that the prices will go up.
0: Oh, the panic buying produce. Okay. Yes. And when you were talking to me on Monday, you said diesel there was two euro four, and it's now two euro twenty five. Yep. In in four days. In four days. And that's including an excise cut of twenty cent on petrol and fifteen cent on diesel.
5: Yep. So you might as well you might as well put it as diesel plus, which is the premium diesel. Two thirty and you could probably put the uh, petrol
0: as two two twenty six. Alright. Okay. Thanks for that, Bandam. Appreciate it. Text 868104106 Back after ten. I'm Rory. And
1: I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench.
4: That's the Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from six on Corks Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. This
6: is the Neil
4: Frienderville Show. Uh, Just
0: let me plough through texts and these are some held over from yesterday. Uh, And of course, even at that stage, so much changed overnight or, more to the point, didn't change overnight. Of course, they're profiteering. The garages are raping the people. Even Stevie Wonder could see that. How come they didn't warn us this was happening if they knew it was going to happen three weeks ago? Taxi drivers are also in the same boat as bus companies. We can't even negotiate our prices on fuel. And taxi fares are set by the Transport Authority. Says Anthony. Come on, Neil. There's dozens of double-decker buses going on wasted journeys around Cork City with no passengers on board. Could somebody calculate their fuel on bus air and buses being wasted? Says Noel and Castle Magna trying to make it into the city to work tomorrow. Don't know if I'll have the fuel. Pump prices have been going up twice a day for the past few days. I don't understand this because stations are not filling up twice a day or even once a day for that matter. This needs to be stopped. Any decrease needs to be a percentage decrease and not a price decrease. Uh, Another one or two. Let commercial vehicle trucks, buses, etc. run on farm diesel. It's much cheaper. It's a no-brainer. How come that multi-supermarkets and DIYs can put their prices up anywhere from 20 cent to 2 euro per item, Over a short time. I understand price rises, but they don't have to get or ask for permission from anyone to do that. But taxi drivers have to go through all sorts of red tape to get permission to raise fares by a euro. Business greed is also pushing up prices, and the likes of landlords and insurance companies, they all know they'll get away with it. So the government isn't there. They're off next week on their Paddy's Day tax-paid five-star holiday. Uh, I have an apology to explain the current situation to children. Or sorry, an analogy. Mammy and Daddy can barely afford to heat the house, run the car and pay the bills. So they're going to give away what little they have to the neighbours up the road. And if you have to suffer even more, then that's the way it is. Um, when you say that, I think you're referencing uh, Ukrainian refugees Um, facing, um, you know, homelessness because they've had to leave their own country. Today, I passed two petrol stations who had increased their prices in advance of the cuts. This blatant opportunism is pure greed. The consumer once again takes the hit, so the fat cats get fatter. I'm sick of it. And all these businesses better realise we can choose where we buy our products and services from and we won't forget says a peed-off single parent trying to get by. One thing's for sure, a lot of people from now on, those that never looked, say, 12 months ago at the price of petrol or diesel, will from now on, I think, always check prices going forward. It's when it hits you in the pocket, that's when you start thinking differently. I think St. Patrick's Day is an insult, really, to what's happening in the Ukraine. Very hard viewing, disturbing to see the kids. Why not celebrate it globally as Ukraine Day instead of green, make it yellow and blue? Uh, says Declan, actually, you'd be find it amazing, but Hall Martin agrees with you. I uh, wonder if you could ask the Red Cross guys what the uh, about doctors' visits and medicines must you pay for these for the refugees when they come here, or will the Red Cross pay? No, neither. They will have uh, medical cards. I can come back to that a little later on. People giving their homes to refugees should speak to their solicitors first about the legal- legality of such arrangements. And ask, will the government indemnify the householder if things don't work out or if there's an accident? Loads on petrol and what have you, loads and loads. And then, of course, on the state of our health system. My friend had her operation cancelled in January, still doesn't have a date as to when it will take place. She was at the hospital clinic last week and the nurse said to her that she has no idea how the health service is going to cope with the number of refugees coming into the country, 100,000, and how the health minister is telling the refugees they'll get medical cards and free health care. Yeah, and she wants to know... From where? Because they can't cope as it is. One or two others then talking about price increases on petrol and diesel. Happy to chat, so text 0868104106 or pick up the phone on 0818104106. Jar and Sandra are standing by just after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. Yes. 104 to 106. Red FM. Uh, Fuels for Ireland issued a statement yesterday. They're the representative body for the fuel industry in Ireland, and uh, while well, they welcome the announcement of the fuel excise cut. They said it won't be enough against the background of uh, continued wholesale price rises. They said uh, that many of our members will be expected to immediately pass on the lower prices immediately when the excise reduction is announced. But for stocks already purchased, the excise has already been paid at the higher rate. That's why Michael McGrath was saying you will see the four courts that haven't reduced the prices yet reducing them in the next couple of days. But that's like uh, weighing scales. They reduce but at the same time, prices go up on the other side of the scales, and one counteracts the other. Anyway, enough for me. Back to the phone lines we go. Sandra, good morning.
7: Good morning, Neil.
0: What's on your mind? Um,
7: um, after listening to, um, I don't actually know who the guy who was speaking early on, politician. Michael McGrath. Um, Michael McGrath. Michael McGrath, okay. Um, he, I think he's after frustrating so many everyday people out there. Why? um he's he's talking there about you can't we can't cap petrol why okay first of all if our petrol goes up i'm a taxpayer payer and a parent i will speak as a parent first um i have a 44 um ki- kilometer journey every day for a school run okay mm. that's every day mm. i've gone from paying 47 euros a week to a hundred and fifty euros a week on petrol. That's three I'm, times. I'm the, that's
0: three times the increase. Is it? Yes, are you driving more? Exactly.
7: Yes, yes. Oh, wait, no. Um, this is well. There's obviously to the shop. I'm living outside um, the city. Okay, that's fine. Now on top of that, right? Um, sorry, I I've lost my train card. You said it second. was forty-seven so, a
0: week. It's a hundred and fifty now. You have a a forty-four it, yeah, euro it, it, kilometer com- commute per day. Yeah. To and from school.
7: Yeah. 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 I'm not driving a high-powered car. I'm driving a 1.4 Toyota.
0: So you have to find an extra €100 Euro per week. Can you find it?
7: It, it, is, uh, it is bloody difficult. Something has
0: to suffer, doesn't it?
7: it? Somebody has to suffer yeah. at the end of the day. The child has to go to school. I um, have to put food on the table. And I have to keep a house warm. How do you heat the house? And now, I have between gas and uh, coal. Now, at the coal moment, is going I up Monday, is, apparently. Exactly. So, we'd say, I got a bill yesterday of 300 euros, okay? That's fine. Um, we, can, You know, that can be paid off weekly or whatever. We, You know, we, we you, you can work around these things, okay? Mm. If I want to get coal, I have to buy my coal in bulk, okay? Mm. The coal is going up, so that's going to cost me an extra whatever. Um, so, on top of that, we have food. Our food is going up in price in the shops. Right, so everything that a normal day person has to do on a normal day, all our prices have gone up. So that means the prices are going up, our salaries are going down, and we're taxed to the hill.
0: Yes, and you feel so, that they are detached from the real world.
7: Exactly, like as you put to him about put turning down the thermostat, he got the he couldn't even answer you. You know, so he he actually was stuck. And I was delighted when I heard you saying that, because I would have loved to challenge them themselves and say, "You go into just a normal working day class family, and you sit at the table every day. You watch what goes on. You see how they have to heat their house. You know, your house is cold all day, so you can heat at night when your your family is yes, there. Yes, I know, you know. I
0: know. I know. And it's thermals no, and extra I mean, sweaters and things. Yeah, I know.
7: You know, you're you're just constantly. We've gone out of an epidemic." And now we're going into this, which it seems we constantly, the normal people are suffering. Yeah, okay. You know, and that's, you know, um, what about people out there that, like pensioners, we go for pensioners on low wage. God love them, they must be frozen. You know, they're probably going into the shop and afraid to buy a loaf of bread. Because they're thinking, you know. I hear there's a run, I I
0: don't mean to be flipping, but I hear there's a run on hot water bottles, you know. (laughs)
7: Ah, uh, stop. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that'll show you what we're living in. No, I'm not racist or anything. Um, they're bringing in so many people from, you know, um, from more into our country.
0: You have to, though, oh. listen, they're bombing maternity hospitals now. Babies and children are dying. Oh, they're look, digging, they're that. digging listen, trenches look, to bury bodies. We have to do something.
7: Oh, look, oh, I know, I understand that. I understand all that, right? But what's basically happening in the country is The government are screwing the people so much, okay, that what's happening, businesses are going to close. Truck drivers, they won't be able to afford to go on the road. Couriers, everything is going to stop because of petrol prices. So when businesses close down, what does that mean? There's no tax being paid, okay? People are going on the dole, okay? People are going to go on the dole. So then, who's going to pay taxes? to pay for all this yeah, yeah okay yeah. the only people left that are going to have money and taxes left are the guys of sitting up in dollar
0: okay all right listen
7: are they willing are they willing to give up their taxes for to bring in so many refugees and to pay for our people that are living on the streets for god and he knows how long he spoke about housing and all the rest of it but yet the Irish people are still sitting on the streets when people are coming into the country and they're getting housed. It is not fair on the Irish person that are breaking their backs every day to go to work and then at the end of the day, you still come home and you still have to worry where the next second ESB is going to be paid. That's right.
8: The
0: yeah, next yeah. gas bill. The next bill, bill to get yeah. What
7: okay. about the food that's on table, the children going to school, their lunches? The basic, we're not talking about going on foreign holidays or anything. Okay. Basic day-to-day living. And okay. And what, you know, they're not willing to, to cut their pensions or their wages to bring back economy in. You know, once they get what they're getting up sitting in Dollywood, they don't care about the rest.
0: I've of been people, hearing that you know? story for years and years. You know? Sandra, thank it's you. Exactly. Let me let me let me talk with other people, but thank you for your contribution, emotional as it was. Um, before I go, people have been talking about refugees that are coming into Ireland, and they've been arriving from. The war zone that is the entire country of, of Ukraine. Um, there are new special family reception centre now opened at Dublin Airport, and I touched on that with uh, Michael McGrath. Uh, and it's been set up in the old terminal, one one building, and it can help bring in uh, about four hundred refugees per day. And there are thousands and thousands. Of course, ultimately, you will look at maybe a hundred, up to perhaps anything between fifty thousand and hundred thousand. Now, that figure could be completely wide of the mark; it could be much less than that. Um, but The Mirror this morning is saying that food, clothing and hygiene products like nappies are being provided to the refugees arriving from the war zone. There's also a special play area there for the children when they arrive with soft toys, games and playground equipment. And the Justice Minister has said a third of the two and a half thousand that have already arrived into Ireland are children themselves. So there's a visa exemption for Ukrainians. They'll be treated like European Union citizens, which allow them complete access to welfare, education and housing. They can work and they've been given 206 euro a week plus add-ons like SIM cards on arrival so that they can stay in touch with each other and indeed with their home country and relations who are still back in Ukraine. You can get in touch. Text 0868104106. Alison is overseas uh, in the Algarve down Portugal way. Alison, good morning. Good morning. I heard that they introduced a price cap in Portugal. Is that right? On fuel. They
9: did back in October. Um, but it was only for the month.
0: Why in October um, was that COVID related?
9: Um, I think it was initially. It was also coming up to. We we'll say they were working on their budget at the time, and um, so that was now that stopped at the end of October. But what they have brought out here um, is called an auto voucher. Now that started late December. Um, and it's basically, you go on the site, you provide your name.
0: Can you move around say, a little bit, Alison? It's very muffled, unfortunately. I don't know if we can improve the phone line.
9: One no second. Um, is that better?
0: That's better. Go ahead.
9: Okay. So you give your, your like, a PPS number, and um, you allocate um, a bank card. Um, and when you go in and you fill at the petrol station you were given a refund of 5 euros for a fill once a month.
0: A five or a now month?
9: Yeah, have increased that in March.
0: A five or a month? Euro one five or a month, is it? Yeah. But should there be a revolution if savings. they offer that here? People will be insulted.
9: I <laughs> suppose. Now, they've increased this, the beginning of this month, to 20 euros. 20 euro a month? Yeah.
0: I don't know. What's the so, price of yeah. petrol and you diesel in Portugal now?
9: Petrol, the standard unleaded, um, is €2.04. The premium is €2.20. And the diesel is 2 euros and three and a half cent.
0: So it's pretty much the same then. It's €2.04 it for a, a litre of petrol and a litre of uh, a litre of diesel. So that should be, if, if everybody had dropped their prices in Ireland, that's a lot. that should be a lot dearer than the Irish prices if they dropped the prices overnight here. Yes. Yeah. And is it going yeah. up? Is yeah. it going up steady like?
10: Oh,
9: it is. Oh, it is. There was queues at petrol stations over the weekend because everyone was going to go up on Monday. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... Now, the government here haven't... Haven't ruled out increasing that 20 euros again, so it's something.
0: Did they do anything? Yeah, they don't have as much of a problem in Portugal with home heating oil or uh, ESP bills.
9: Not down here, anyway. No,
0: no, that wouldn't be the issue, you see. Whereas we have here back home, as you well know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Mind you, electricity has gone up here as well, so if you don't have a fireplace here, the nights still get cold. They get cold, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So if you're if you're if you're reliant on electricity, people are feeling it, yeah,
0: definitely. Okay, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Two zero four in Portugal for petrol and diesel down the Algarve. Now, Kieran Gould is a coal merchant and chimney cleaner. Kieran, good morning. Neil, how we going? Good. Can you say uh, with any amount of certainty uh, that the price of a bag of coal is going to go up next week?
8: Yeah, I got an email last night. Uh, it's going up a hundred euros. Plus the bath from Monday, and I phoned your manager this morning, and he reckoned that it could go up again another couple of weeks, another a- hundred euros. A hundred euro on what kind of weight? A, a, a ton. So that's four euros plus the vast top bag is going up Monday. <laughs>
0: So it's a fiver on a bag of coal. What would what would that like? What's the kind of price of a bag of coal? Is it? It's in and around twenty one or two or three euros. Is it?
8: Well, it all depends. It does all the different types. Like you could have a cheaper type of twenty two up to twenty five, or it all depends on supply. As well, They could be there, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So okay.
0: you're
8: in twenty two to twenty five, rough. Do you know what I mean? It's, it all depends on the you like so. What? The
0: twenty five bag of coal today will be thirty next week. Thirty next week. Yeah, okay.
8: yeah, yeah. And, and the government are making the, the, the government are making at least seven euros per bag over the district, seven seven eight euros a bag, like. like they are getting the VAT off it, they are getting carbon tax. The carbon tax is uh, four, was this four twenty or something that's per bag plus the VAT. And is that Polish coal, Kieran? No, it's more well, it depends where you are. Now, see if if you're in the smokeless area, it's smokeless coal. and if you're on the outside the other, then you can deliver the Polish coal, you know?
0: Right,
8: okay. Well, there don't be much Polish coal. It's mostly Colombian or Russian. So the Russian coal now going to be gone, you know, so they won't be bringing
0: that in as well, like, you know. And is that one of the reasons why it's going up, that there'll be no longer yeah, Russian but, coal?
8: Yeah, but the cost coming in then as well, like the price of shipments coming uh, in. in the yeah, of course,
0: with the, if the diesel and the shipping costs go up, then yeah, the, the then price...
8: You, then you have the fellow it to me, like, he, he, he diesel is out of Dublin. So everything is going up, like, so, you know, people on in dire straits out there, mate. And how do you think I,
0: people will react? I mean, you, you obviously are talking to your customers about this.
8: Yeah, well, just, you know, those people come over to me, we say some, some people, they'll buy five or six bags. I could call them, we say, we say today, and they come up two or three weeks later, but then when they'll buy another five or six, uh, it's gone up uh, 10 or 20 euros, like, don't me, they take I'm robbing them. Yeah. And they're not just people then come out. They're, they 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 be come out with change. They be sharp money. Like somebody you supposed to say you just have to take. It. Like and it's it's just they can't afford it. It's, so in some cases, there.
0: you're just taking whatever anybody can give you.
8: Have to need Why you supposed to do not? You couldn't like do you know what I mean? they have young kids. There was a woman there. I know that I was actually about there before. Like she comes out. She used to buy two bags of coal and three bags of blocks. She don't one bag of coal a week. And we're looking. Out. people are lucky. The weather the winter is mild. If we got a, if we had a bad winter like two thousand and ten or something like that, people were freeze to this. I don't know. It's, it's they just can't afford it, like. Yeah, and of course it's costing you more to deliver it, isn't it? Yeah, my days. My uh, my days. No, has gone up the ball there. One eighty, one ninety a week used to be a uh, hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen, like. So it's costing me more, like.
0: Okay, I hate to so, be the bringer oh, of bad news, but coal going up on Monday.
8: It's going up Monday, and then and then what's like? It's. Uh, the, the man said going to say it could go up again another couple of weeks time, and it's uh, that I or not? Need that it that that the other him, and my that dumb bell for that. I stand. They're on carbon tax again in, 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 um, in May. So they don't like coal yours.
0: at all. They don't like any kind of it, smokeless or not. He
8: he don't like himself. That fellow, yes, the <laughs> other him and Ryan. She's she's a clown. That fellow, And tell me this. He, it's he it says he... <laughs> he want people to cut down the speed. What he want people to cut down the speed and drive around for these prices. <laughs> He's slow by that. It. You know, you
0: said that you used to buy coal years ago for seven and a half thousand, which is now costing fifteen thousand. Is it
8: fifteen thousand for the same amount of coal? Right. That's, 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 like, like the carbon tax, the government, are, uh, the government, will have to put in a five for four, a bag on in carbon tax, so seven hundred and twenty. Seven hundred and twenty um bags and an after, Someone to play that by four or five, or five but that's three and a half thousand quid on carbon tax loan, per load plus the Do
0: You know? So it's carbon tax, VAT, and excise.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and then God. and then you have the suppliers now putting up because the fuel prices are gone up.
0: Unbelievable! So, Hard to imagine
8: I don't if you come around there you see people there by just people they can't buy the course and it, it's it's just it's, it's frightening
0: what's happening to people out there. So and they've they cut back on, on the food, amount, right? I mean, they're, they're not down to half bags, like
8: to, to get to one bag. I tell you I'm down fifty percent in sales this year, and that's no more, of lie. And the one was more, you know, it was when you, need, you have yeah. to get a co- yeah. bring that into a cold thing. But what's new, man? Um, people just, this woman, the young girl that buys two bags, she's do one bag. Typical so example.
0: Her. Yeah, typical yeah, example. That's,
8: that's one like, you know what I mean? And she has young kids and she's struggling, she, she tends to stay out. But you're going along then when they haven't got the right money, for you. First they say you have to just go on that dude, good luck. You know? All right, I'll but let you get back to it. Fine. They, I said they're they no need, to be going to be shortly seven o'clock, I said, because they can't afford to go on tonight. Well, that's what the people are, the are saying.
0: they yeah, put on that's extra jumpers. To, that's
8: what's going to happen. Yeah, they're yeah. being made. they, yeah. would, they it's going to cost money to stay up.
0: Yeah, yeah, better off in bed, yeah, and right, walking around so in what in
8: the car. always. what I do there, I know as well, there. Sundays, I open, I, I'm out in Blowney, I open the depot there for Well, me out, people calling, there I give them the call, three orders of night cheaper out there.
0: So and you don't have to, between, de- oh, yeah. So between do-
8: 9 and 11, there's no call depot in Blowney, so people there, they ring to me, and I tell them, between 9 and 11, I meet them, yeah. Yeah, I've 20 kg bags for the women that can lift their 50 kgs. So,
0: so they get it the cheaper by picking right? it up themselves, I see. Well, you make, you're yeah, making an up. effort, in fairness to you at least.
8: Yeah, but I uh, said, so look like if you do want to, if, if you want me to deliver it, come out and collect this. I know. So, I know, I know. And they'd be free to come out, they buy the five or ten bags. They come with a van, they buy it at neighbours or whatever. So they be saving, if they're getting ten bags, they're saving twenty quid. <laughs>
0: Karen, thanks for taking the call. Look after no yourself. Problem. Cheers, my man. Text 0868104106. So it's hurting in many different aspects of life. Back after the break, a call's on the way. Text
6: the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0868104106.
0: Red FM. During question time in dahl yesterday, the independent TD for Wexford, uh, Verona Murphy TD, stood up.
11: That is applied to excise at 23% and then on the base price as well. 23% added to our carbon tax, to Nora, and to our excise duties. That Taoiseach is something that you should not be doing. And the reductions that you are reporting today are not reductions at all, are they shock? Because Count Corla, the tax that's on the tax, on a litre of petrol, is actually 20 cent. That's the tax that's on the excise. That's the 20 cent reduction we're supposed to be getting. And the tax on the litre of diesel is 18 cent. So the Taoiseach actually has three cent to play around with. But he's trying to tell the people of Ireland that he is doing them a favour. Doing them a favour. To be fair, Dick Turpin wore a mask when he robbed the people. You know, but the Taoiseach can sit here barefaced and tell them that he has done something that he believes is going to save them. Well, I can tell you Taoiseach, it's time to be honest with the people and it's time to be transparent. This government is adding tax on tax at a time when most vulnerable and marginalised income earners in this country are choosing between heating and eating. And this government is adding VAT to excise duty, VAT on carbon tax and VAT on NORA at a rate of 23% on petrol and diesel. You've said it yourself all week, I've listened to you on the national Airways, an unprecedented time requiring extraordinary measures. Well, it's time you put those words into action and removed temporarily, Taoiseach all excise duties, all VAT. Not doing so is going to drive the cost of food that you want the farmers to produce up in the heavens, adding to the cost of tractor fuel. Two centilitre is a joke and they're not laughing. Not removing the tax and VAT will drive inflation through the roof and not doing so will drive the country head on into a deep, dark recession that will make the 80s look like a holiday. You've done nothing to safeguard us from the fact that the experts say a barrel of oil Will rise to $200 and in effect the pump price could go to €3.50 a litre. It's time to get real because what will happen is people can't, won't be able to afford to go please, to work. Deputy, We're no, very nearly there. So you can prepare another €350 and maybe even a billion to add to the social welfare queue that we'll have, to the people who won't go to work, up, instead deputy, they'll draw the please. dole and they'll avail of all that goes with it. This is time for extraordinary measures it's time you listened Deputy. and you worked for the people of Ireland it's time to be brave and grow up air you.
0: Right, and I don't know whether she meant P-A-I-R or P-E-A-R because we were also been told that we need to move, grow more of our own fruit and veg but um, this Nora tax was driving me batty, Nora was driving me batty but I found out what it is it's an existing levy um, and is collected at the rate of 2 cent a litre, so Nora is a levy on top of a levy it's a tax on top of a tax it's an extra tax of two percent so you got the tax you've got the excise you've got the vat and you've got the nora which is another two percent again uh, fairly emotive stuff i mean she spoke at one stage of petrol going to 350 a liter well yesterday crude oil hit 130 dollars a barrel and that was because the u.s decided to impose a ban on the import of russian crude and of course the americans hardly use anything at all from Russia because they got most of it for themselves so it won't really affect them but 130 dollars a barrel we hit those prices in the past you know but petrol and diesel never went to the prices that they're at now when barrels went that high in the past so you couldn't make this stuff up keep the calls coming pick up the phone 0818104106 back to the phone lines we go jim good morning hey good morning yeah i got your i got your text but it's always better to chat so go ahead in relation to fuel prices and everything else that's going on as you said yourself
6: Fortunately, everything has out been said, but I suppose one thing it has done is, is really expose us on our dependency on imports. Um, and if you look at what the farmers were doing there, I think it was done stores three or four weeks ago, and we were all kind of looked at it and thought it was annoying, you know. But they, they basically were telling you that they cannot produce um, vegetables and fruits and wheat at the rates that are there because the imports are too cheap from the likes of Ukraine. And over the last 30 years, We've really, you know, we've really killed the farmers and we've killed that industry to our detriment now that, we, you know, we could end facing a famine if this keeps going because we won't be able to produce anything. And this will be the third famine that we've had in Ireland. Um, you know, we've had the first one, the British, the second one, 1954, that the governments never talk about, that they created from the same problem again, by the way, because it is
0: farmers. A famine um, in 1954. What are you referencing, TB? Sorry,
6: 19,
0: 1924.
6: 24. Okay, okay, you can go up on ninth as well, but that's the unspoken famine by the Irish government, um, and no one ever mentions that. When we just keep focusing on the British one, which, by the way, was caused by the Cork Explorer R H Hall because they exported more food out of Ireland than anybody else. At yeah, the time, but they were we probably yeah. There. Yeah,
0: but like, let's not make let's not get personal. A contracted business to do their business does their business in that regard. That's capitalism, you know. That's, that's imports and exports. But what, what did happen with regards to farmers, of course, is that they got pri- They told me they got priced out of the market to grow vegetables, to grow fruit. They're being priced out of the market now on the price of a chicken. And a lot, and, of, and look, it was, a lot of that is the multinational supermarkets.
6: Uh, it's, 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 it's Europe, Neil. It's Europe, it Europe is telling our government what we're buying, where we're buying. We might as well have a committee in Dublin because we're electing the Michael Martin and the rest of them. It's a waste of time.
0: They're only d- taking the instruction from Europe. Why do you say we became well, yes. why do you say we came too dependent on high tech?
6: Well we have. I mean, if you look since the eighties, since Apple came in above to in Cork, fantastic industry, EMP and all them. They, this is what our government has been pushing between that and the chemical companies and Pfizer since the eighties and we're very successful at it. But we forgot about all the other industries, farming and everything else that's out there. They all took second place. Now that we're faced with as I say, a food shortage because if this fuel keeps going, we've have, we've, not, we've left the backyard and overgrow. And, you know, we're going to be begging the farmers to grow, and they need so much support now to pull us out of this one. Mm. And mm. the government the government will drag their heels. There's another month for planting. So that has to happen today. Not, not next month or in June. You can't plant stuff in June in this country. That's not going to happen. The grow? farmers
0: have moved to dairy. The farmers have moved to beef. But should not try to get rid of that as well? The carbon
6: tax. They don't want it to do that because Europe has decided it's easier to bring it in from bloody South America. This is Europe doing this. Yeah, yeah. And that's at our that's at all detriment, we're allowing that to happen. As I said John that text there, you can't eat an apple Mac. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah,
0: true. It's the detriment of our farmers and what we grow. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And we should be we should be the farmers and we've left them down. So much. Every farm has been left out. Just set aside land all over this country. You can't just go into a field and
0: plow it and put in spuds. It doesn't work like that, Neil. All right, my man. Thanks, Jim. Text 0868104106. Just to make people aware, some examples of stations around the county put their price of fuel up by the price of the reduction coming in at midnight. Like for instance, diesel. This is down around Middleton. Diesel one ninety nine yesterday morning increased to two fourteen. Ahead of the midnight change Circle K in the city 2.15 and 2.12 no winning, unfortunately, is so unfair on people and it should not be allowed. Um, now, you could say that that's purely coincidental, but not many people are buying that. Here's a lovely text, a lovely email, actually. listening to program morning after morning. I was shocked and saddened to listen to Sarah and her conditions in a mobile home down Little Island. This is Ireland, caring people, always generous to a ha- fault. If we can raise millions for the unfortunate re- Ukrainians, why do we not raise millions for our homeless? After all, doesn't charity begin at home? I'm the first to give to charity. Um, I was in the UK nursing and shared a room with many nationalities. Married, had a family, came home 14 years ago to the country I love. Now, what a shambles it is. We have a government who don't know their arse from their elbow. There isn't one I would vote for. They're talking about giving medical cards, medical treatment, housing and welfare to all coming in. And we can't get a hospital appointment and waiting lists that are two to three years long. In the meantime, someone who could have been saved will die, as happened during the pandemic. Never in my 82 years did I think my life, the end of my life would be this kind World War Three, and watching my country folk left in dire situations. So we the people must do a GoFundMe for them and make sure that uh, they can bring up their children educated in a happy home. Uh, why don't the government get all the people on welfare working for their 203 a week? Say 11 euro an hour, that would be 18 hours a week. They could work for builders, doing up vacant, left to rot properties uh, and could home help people. Uh, oh yes, it's health and safety that they don't think that it's health and safety Do they not nothing sitting on their arse all day is not putting their health in jeopardy anyway I think it might give them some self-worth if they were working if it was my children their feet wouldn't touch the ground mine are all hardworking people and we're not rich we've always been strong on education food on the table and a loving home now we have the fuel crisis I'm retired um, we were looking forward to travelling uh, well, that won't happen now with all the fear around it Also, long weekends are also off the table. No intention of lining the government's pocket with their fuel grabbing greediness. So I'm going to invite people around for a meal a few times a week. Those that I know will love it as it'll give them a break and we can down a few bottles of wine along with the good food. Incidentally, I'm a good cook. Excellent cook, if I don't mind saying it. My friends and my children in law and also my children. I love feeding people. I love giving pleasure. Well, I think I've given you enough. Don't give up my personal details. I hope you get to read this out. So, an 82-year-old who's seen it all before and a disillusion now as to the state of the country we find ourselves in now. Um, was that, is that audio up there? Yeah, it is. This is just a very short piece that Lee did yesterday. It was a quick trip around some Cork City forecourts yesterday. I can tell you the punters weren't happy. also seems to be a, a tough time for the workers who are working in the petrol stations, apparently. An employee at One Garage highlighted this join the Vox they're getting a bit of grief from people and it's not the staff's fault remember that it's a bit like being back in COVID saying be kind to supermarket workers isn't it? Anyway this is short and sweet, have a listen Absolutely extortionate, the petrol
6: people and the diesel people will put the price up accordingly and it'll just discount back down to where it is now artificially high. The high fuel prices make you think twice about making a journey, where you probably go maybe to the shops two, three times a week, you probably only go once but again, it's going to go up more and more so unless they cut the excise duty by more and again they don't want to hear this, but unless they cut the carbon tax, ordinary people are
5: going to pay through the nose. It's just gone outrageous. Um this cost costing more you now to, to be living in the country. Food has gone up, electricity has gone up, fuel has gone scandalous. Um, is it going to stop? I don't think so. Will the 15% that the government are going to give, will that help? It might for a few weeks, but are saying it could be 250 going up so i don't know hopefully we'll, we'll just have to wait and see
0: anyway yeah i suppose look it's not an easy time for anyone um it's, it's, I suppose, day on day, it's increasing every 24 hours and, you know, the cost of a fill for people has, has gone up dramatically, so it's not an easy time, I suppose. The feedback from the customers generally is, you know, they're not happy, but I suppose we try to convey that it's not, it's not we're not driving the prices at all, it's just, out, it's, out, it's beyond our control, so the price is generally set. It comes in us in the morning and it goes from there, you know, the deduction will just be kind of swallowed up, so I suppose they need to monitor and see if on and just Yeah, yeah. So, what you're seeing is that somebody working, um, possibly managing a petrol station forecourt, they are given the price in the morning. I guess it comes from, let's say, head office, you know, uh, Circle K head office or a Maxwell, and they change their prices according to what they're told to do in the morning. So, an example of that then would be a Circle K the south side of the city yesterday afternoon uh, was 199.9. I'm going to call that two euro at four o'clock yesterday. Um, this morning, it's now at 123. So it went from two euro yesterday to uh, um, um, 120. That, that's got to be wrong. I think that's probably 222 um, as opposed to 122. It went up 23 cent overnight Never mind the reduction that should have been, it actually went the other way around. That's an exorbitant increase. Anyway, keep the text coming. Text uh, 0868 Back to the phone lines we go. John's standing by, so is Dan. First up, Michael, good morning.
11: Neil,
12: how are you? I was on the yesterday morning with regards to. um, Dr. Paul Dean from UCC, yeah. 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 I was just listening to that man there that was on the radio this morning there with regards to the farmers being priced out of the market. I was watching, um, yeah, to the round there about a fortnight ago and there was a man on it. It, it you should actually go back in the deal and look at it he was actually in tears um, that he had to close his business after 30 years 3 decades um, and it all came down to the price Well you say his the, business
0: is uh, he was farming was he growing things
12: he, he was growing cabbage and Brussels sprouts and he literally held up a, 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 a head of cabbage in tears and said it came down to 10 cents per head and because he couldn't get the ten cents he had to close his business. That's all it took for this man to stay up and about, uh, um, basically just to have his business turning over and making a marginal profit. And
0: he, he needed he needed the wholesalers and ultimately the supermarkets to pay him ten <coughs> cents per head of cabbage. Ten
12: cent per head of cabbage and he would have stayed afloat. And he has a huge business. Hundreds of acres growing cabbage and he said he's literally parked up walk away from us. He can't, he can't, he can't do it. And his brother looking it up, it's on here to the ground. Yeah. Like, ear to the ground are very, very in touch with reality with regards the government. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, they, they, they could have helped the this man stay afloat. Like, that man said there were being the, the farmers are being priced out of their business. And it just came down to 10 <laughs> cents per head. Yeah. That's all we're arguing about here. And that's, that was another business code. That's only one man
0: so they're getting a fair old markup on the on the green leaves, aren't they? Whether it's cabbage or broccoli or lettuce or whatever uh, the case I,
12: may be. I actually don't know how much well, they're making, but it'd be like, five times uh, that
0: anyway. By the time it hits the supermarket shelf, wouldn't it five times that anyway?
12: I I I'd be honest. With you, I I probably didn't research it properly, but I'm just going off. Let's say what Mr. Rome was saying, that it's, it's 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 hitting the farmers hard. Like as the man said there, like we're we're importing in more than them are growing nearly and like i i have never i was always a believer like of our country being sustainable and be able to hold our own whereas we're not we, we can't do it like
0: you know that you know that a lot of what we get came and still does come from the likes of ukraine an awful lot of our grain that would be all the grains the barley yeah. the wheat maize things like that
12: so well, why the, are we pricing our, why are we not helping our own why are we not helping our own?
0: Because like, the, because of the scale that they can grow it on, you like the likes of Ukraine. It's an enormous country. It's the most fertile country in Europe. The soil is dark and black and rich, and they can grow f- they can grow vast quantities cheaper. That's funny, Neil.
12: Like, but again, it's not helping our own. Right?
0: Yeah, true, true. It's not helping your no, man who like, can't get ten cent for a cabbage. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah and and after three
12: decades, his business is closed. And again, they're like with. Just on another point there, I was just listening. Maybe I don't know. Yesterday and today, with regards to the the Ukrainians coming in and they're getting like fair enough, they dissolve because they're running from a wall, like I said to you yesterday. But we have people homeless in in hotel rooms with four and five kids, and we can't hose them. But yes, when something happens, um, we're forced. To, uh, donate. We're forced to bring them in. We're forced to do everything. I don't but have an answer to that.
0: I don't have an answer to that apart from the fact that we can't turn our backs either on 2 million people yeah. who are fleeing. I understand
12: that, but it, at, seems like we're turning, it seems like we're turning our back on
0: our own, Neil. Well, that is true. If other people have a point to make on that, they're welcome to it. Michael, yeah. thank you so much. No. Text 0868104106. Also, just picking up on Paul Dean's conversation yesterday. I'm grateful to him coming on the air from UCC. He was also picked up by the Independent yesterday. Ministers should lead by example in the energy crisis by turning down the heat in leinster house and wearing jumpers to keep themselves warm lead by example michael mcgrath while it isn't his area actually he doesn't deal with the actual running of the doll that would be a particular department i suppose he didn't wasn't able to answer as to whether the thermostats in leinster house have been turned down even one degree he doesn't know i imagine that he probably hopefully will check out and if not let them lead by example, let them wear the jumpers, let them turn the thermostats down from, what, could be 22 or 23 around the doll. Let's see how they like it at 18, for instance. Just a fast one, uh, this side of 11. Dan, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are things? I'm good. So, we had uh, an excise reduction last night which resulted in 20 cent on petrol, 15 on diesel, and of course, that's well and truly gone by now. Uh, Your thoughts? Uh, My thoughts
13: are just a few quick ones. One, Um, as with the last two years, we do have an opportunity to actually see how we react to this stuff ourselves internally, and that will affect our health in a huge way. Uh, I felt very angry this morning, realizing that uh, the four courts had uh, preempted uh, this matter as regards
0: trying to keep the price from the control. It certainly yeah. looks that way. Get it up, because otherwise we'll be caught tomorrow. Yeah. yeah.
13: yeah. So uh, my, my primary uh, responsibility is to my own health. If I'm not uh, healthy, uh, I can't be of benefit to my family or ultimately to my country or whoever, right? So I would say one thing, it's really important that, when, that if we are feeling angry or feeling outraged or, or annoyed or peed off or whatever, Uh, I would suggest that it's really important for us to be aware of that and to attempt to reduce that in ourselves because it is a serious uh, detrimental effect on our health.
0: How, though? I mean, people have emotions, they express them. Uh, Stress, uh, chronic stress
13: is, uh, depending on which research you look at, is underlying perhaps up to 85% of all uh, illness and disease. Chronic stress, meaning stress that isn't... Sure, uh, I know. That's, that's, that's underlying. So, yes, that's that's one question. Second thing I would say... Sure, I know,
0: but people can't help how they feel and if they're worried about paying bills. And I, I know it. hopefully yeah, the summer will be that, kinder, but now it's a problem.
13: I'm not, I'm not saying to, to kind of shed off everything, just go out and say it's a beautiful day and that we've nothing to worry about, right? It's the question of that for, for your listeners, right, there are ways of allowing themselves to reduce their own stress levels, their own anger, while at the same time um, putting them in a better position to deal with the issues that are challenging us at the moment. I would say is my belief, considered belief, that what we're going through at the moment as regards Ukraine and we're coming out of COVID and all kind of uncertainty, that things are going to, the speed of change is going to radically increase between now and 2020, which has already increased. I am, I'll be 64 in a couple of months and I found it interesting over the last three or four years to actually hear people in their early twenties talk about how fast time is moving. That was something that when I was in my twenties, you only had old people talking about. Mm. So, between now and 2030, we are in a kind of a, an ever-increasing vortex of change where what appears to be bad will be worse and what appears to be good will be better. But what's important for us is to say, okay, right, the price of petrol is for the roof. Uh, the the forecourts are price gouging. It's a crappy situation. I can't reduce my driving. Uh, how, do I, how do I take that? in myself and ensure that it doesn't kill me with a heart attack, high pressure, blood pressure, uh, all kinds of, of negative effects. The other thing I would say is that the politicians, like all of us, they're self-preserving. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and the Greens are in the government at the moment. And it is, if we believe in democracy, it is our responsibility to get directly in contact with our local TDs. Even if it appears to be futile. It is futile. And the fourth thing I would say is that either our elected government as such, but it's this group or previous governments, right, either they have the authority and the power and the will to take an emergency situation at hand, or they do not. Maybe they do not, but if they do not, I have to ask myself the question, Niall, and you have to ask. Well, you don't have to, but I suggest that it would be beneficial for you to do. Yeah, yeah. If, if the government, the Irish government, is saying we cannot do anything more, then I have to ask myself, well, if that is the situation I'm in at the moment, what choices do I have? Maybe either I have no choice but to suck it and take it. yeah. Or do I have a choice, a personal choice? One to change my attitude. Secondly, to keep my health intact, and thirdly, totally, to see what can I then do out of those two. What can I do to either influence politicians? You know, do like uh, Michael Kelly does, and be mm-hmm. guide and G I Y grow your own. That's grand for a lot of people. It's 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 not for a lot of other people. But ultimately, the. And I'm speaking about myself, the, the bitching and the anger, there's a place for it. There's a necessity for it, like righteous anger. But if that is maintained within myself, it will either kill me or it will have a serious detrimental effect on myself and my family okay. and don't ignore me. Because i will be you now a bitter man yeah. okay a bitter woman who is just ranting. Okay, we, okay. Have the, we have the power to do stuff. We need to recognize that and move into that space of okay. responsibility. Well.
0: Okay, thank you, Dan. We'll come back. out. That's all That's all very well and laudable, but in a real-world scenario, how people can do that when, you know, you can't magically change the bottom line on a bill. Uh, but I appreciate your thoughts all the same. Mind your mental health. 1-850, sorry, Oh eight fifty. 850 818 I should say. Oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. 106 Pick up the phone. Back after 11.
14: I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on Red FM Ac-
0: New year, new number for Neil. Um It's all. It's always great when you can have texts and calls and people who can relate to real life and their own experiences. When I Colette says, when I got paid last week, I put the budgeted amount into my car in diesel uh, today, Wednesday, as in yesterday's program. Uh, I've completely run out of diesel. My son's school is thirty five kilometers away from our home. And my work is another 15 kilometers the other direction. So today, Wednesday, he could not go to school because I couldn't get him there. I have run out of fuel. The conversations you were having uh, about the prices getting higher and higher to come is scaring the life out of me. The diesel and ESB and heating costs going up is stressing the life out of me. Sorry, I can't talk as I'm in work and I'm embarrassed that I can't provide the way I've been able to for my children up until now. Well, that's the point Dan Arnold was saying with regards to the stress and the anxiety and the worry and the anger in your life because of this. And how do we control that so it doesn't actually make us worse? I know it's a it's a tall order. It's a difficult task. Pump prices go up twice a day for the last few days. I don't understand this because stations don't fill up twice a day or even once a day for that matter. It just needs to stop. It's as typical of this government, 15 cent off diesel and it's gone up to by 15 cents tonight. I'm self-employed uh, and all my life I hate this kip of a... I've been self-employed all my life and I hate this kip of a country as we the middle class have to pick up the tab all of the time. It's very simple. Every self-employed person, hauliers, fishermen... Um, tradesmen, farmers, down tools, spend time with your family and send out a fast message to the clowns in Dublin that we're sick of this crap. I never believe in blockades and protests. Um, uh, just stay at home for as long as it takes. Uh, and just one or two more then, um, including. Uh, but I, Oh, these are, these are Ukraine-related, actually. I, I know I won't be very popular for saying this, but I'm not at all happy with the amount of Ukrainians the government are taking in. Broken health system, broken um, housing system, as it is, uh, and then others wondering uh, why countries are a lot bigger than us are not taking twenty times more than us, like the Germans with a population of eighty million. Um, they should be taking millions by comparison to the amount that they are. So thank you for all of those. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, text 0868104106. We had other conversations on air yesterday as well, including um, Tommy and Sarah Gray's predicament, living in a mobile home with seven children. Uh, and it's, a, it's the mobile home is rotting, uh, and the facilities they have are shocking, and many of the children are sick and they had been in temporary accommodation. The children loved the temporary accommodation, but they have to be out again on March 28th and go back again to the mobile home down in Little Island. There was a big response to that. Selection of texts. Living in a mobile home with seven kids may not be a lifestyle choice, uh, but having seven kids is. And they expect a house handed to them. Reality checks are required here. But what you're saying, your point is... Don't have so many kids if you can't afford to rear them. I agree this family should be housed. The conditions they live in is horrendous. But to respond to Neil saying that it is not a lifestyle choice for anyone, having seven children is not a lifestyle choice for most people. And hence, most families are not this big as we just can't afford it. This family have seven children. That's their choice, not the council's or ours to deal with. Uh, That's terrible, Neil, how this family from the travelling community uh, are treated. Um, Not on, mate, says Rob. President Michael D. Higgins gave a speech about the treatment of travellers. He asked if anything had changed since 10 died in a fire in Carrick Mines. He said the media needed to recognise the degree of exclusion and neglect that has gone on in Irish society. Uh, One or two more. I had the displeasure of living by a traveller family. They terrorised the whole estate and were eventually put out after years of torture. I can't believe you're giving more of these people airtime. And please tell me, what did um, Sarah or Tommy Gray's seven children ever do to you? I mean, did they ever terrorize you? Children? We're talking about seven children. One, at least one on the autism spectrum, and two other very, very sick. And their sicknesses actually come from their living conditions. With regards to dealing with rats, don't use expanding foam to fill holes. It's And this is, again, because they're plagued by rats. Mind you, there are people in city council and county council housing estates plagued by rats. I think one of the worst slum landlords in the country are councils. Expanding foam is worse the, for rats, uh, they will tunnel through it, and it's great heat for them. Expanding foam helps them thrive. Concrete is the only thing to block up holes to keep out rats. Selection of text. Back to the phone lines. We go. Rosemary, good morning.
2: Good morning, Neil. How
0: are you? Uh, you're torn on this story regarding a family and seven children in a in a in a a mobile home that's literally rotting and falling apart. Are you? Yes. Why? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I'm thinking about the kids. I'm not focused so much on the parents. Um, I actually didn't know that they were travelers, so that doesn't matter to me. It, I think it, it, it all
0: usually is travelers, though, if they're living in mobile homes full-time and rearing uh, families.
2: True, but if you can hear from my accent, I'm not from the south of Kerry. I got gotcha. you. Um, gotcha. I'm American, but I've lived here for um, seven years now. And so this is still stuff that I'm learning about that... Um, I just think that children should be able to have a nice home that's warm, no mold, no rats, and they should be able to be housed properly. But at the same time, you know, <clears throat> I own a restaurant in Cork. My husband's a dairy farmer. We have two kids, and we were surprised to find out we were pregnant with twins. So, you know, we also have to struggle and make choices on how we're going to do that. Can we afford to get a bigger house? what we need to do. And so I don't expect anyone to take care of us. This is where we have to budget and we have to provide for the two children we have and the two that we're going to have. So I'm torn in saying that I think that the children should be looked after. But at the same time, I am of a like mind with a lot of the the people that commented. Yes, and and a lot
0: of the comments actually did hone in on your life circumstances on the one hand and why you would have seven children.
2: I mean, I personally couldn't do that. I I, I'm business is closed after these twins come. You know, four is enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I, I I applaud anyone that's willing to have that many. But at the same time, I feel it should be their responsibility and not the government's to provide for them. The part that did I found a little controversial is if somebody from the council did tell Sarah. We have to save space. Other people, are,
0: other people don't believe that was said. Incidentally, but yeah, that's what so the, that's what they said to me.
2: Okay, so they have to keep no. the
0: some. They have to keep some of the properties they have for Ukraine refugees that are due in Cork. That's what they said. This the
2: part that I think is is not okay because if it's like I said, if it's it's like my children telling me that they're hungry. Or that they're cold. And me saying, but you know what? It looks like the neighbor's kids are more hungry and more cold, so I'm going to give them food and jackets. So Ireland should be looking after this family, regardless of what their judgment or their position is on them, before they house, you know, the Ukrainians. And I understand they're going through a horrible fight.
0: You're aware of what's going on there, surely? Have you Absolutely. seen the trenches that they're digging to throw bodies in? You know that the Russians now are going to apparently... I'm being told they're going to start, you if they haven't already, thermal bombing, which actually vaporizes the body from the inside out. Thermal bombing. There's also the potential, because they're not getting their way in Kiev. So the Russians now, I am told, are contemplating chemical warfare.
2: That's terrible. And I can sympathize with what is going on, because I'm, like I said, I'm pregnant with 30, well, I am pregnant with 31-week-old twins, and we almost went into labor on Friday. Okay. So I was in hospital for five days and um, just thinking, you know, I got out at the same time that they were bombing a maternity and children's hospital in Kiev. So I understand completely that if I was there, I would have been probably in that hospital. You know what I mean? So I, I completely sympathize and we have no problem housing, taking in another child, even myself and some of my friends that we would help with the children. Mm. I was just saying that I was torn specifically on the fact that the council could tell one of their citizens, we will not provide for you because we will provide for citizens of another nation.
0: Okay. okay. Can, can I ask you, I don't know whether you've been to uh, accident and emergency here or the ED room or ERs. I have. Yeah. I have. How, how do you think our health system stacks up and compares with America?
2: Um, the one thing that America is better with is obviously time. Americans like to rush through everything. So they want to be seen within an hour and they want to be catered to and whatever. But, um, you can lose your home from the cost of medical bills there. And here, you know, I've had a knee surgery when I, I tore my meniscus. I've had one baby and I'm on the way to have two more and I've never been treated better. You know, I understand taxes are high. I understand that this country has a smaller population now than it did a hundred years ago because of the famine and all those things. But I think your medical system, aside from taking too long and the trolley troubles that you guys have had, the medical system is quite good. And I, I think a lot of people don't appreciate how inexpensive and affordable it is and how I don't think you'll let your citizens die the way
0: There's a million on waiting lists and uh, a quarter, of, the million, like a quarter a of a million are children. Yeah.
2: You know, my son has a peanut allergy and I, I pay, I, I have to pro- provide four EpiPens for him a year. Two to the crash and two for us just in case one of them doesn't work. Which yeah. is 240 euro and that's what it's capped at at the chemist. In America, an EpiPen is on average a $1,000. You know, really? and I know that we're luckier than most. And saying that we have a restaurant, my husband has a dairy farm.
0: No, I, and and you work I hard for that, understand. and I congratulations can't, I can't and pay good luck. For but 4, is, yeah, yeah. But oh, that's just for epipens. But um, do you have private health insurance, or is that through the public system where you say it it, it worked very well for you?
2: Um, we've gone the public system.
0: Okay, and in and America, and in in America, um, I had a friend actually who fell on her head, right, and I. Brought her out to the um, ED. Um, there was people queuing outdoors in the cold and children in pyjamas and what have you. And she was ultimately told that it would be 12 to 13 hours now before she was seen. Um, now, I've spoken with other people on the air who've been 36 hours sitting on chairs. If I fell on my head in, in America and went to the ED, what what would happen?
2: Um, well, I think it just depends on the location, um, because the hospitals are prepaid for by taxes. So I'm, I'm going to assume or guess that in the better areas you'd be treated faster if there wasn't an accident. And then the, you know, the more poverty stricken areas, it would probably take longer, honestly.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so the poorest get hurt the worst in America. Yeah. Same, same true, here. Yes. Same here. There's no yeah. difference in that yeah. regard. Would you have people sitting in ERs? For 24 and 36 hours on a chair.
2: No, not there. You wouldn't wait that long. You might wait maybe six, maybe eight, but you wouldn't be waiting the amount of times that you wait here. Okay, okay, all right.
0: I'd love to get um, um, maybe a cross-European selection of examples how long people are waiting in European emergency departments? In fact, Belfast Belfast might be a good place to start. If somebody has an accident and goes to an emergency department in a Belfast hospital, how long would they be waiting to be treated?
2: Well, we also lived in New Zealand when my husband was farming there and the medical care there was amazing. He was um, closing up one of the, the gates and I think one of the farm workers had thought he'd already left. So he put the tape across the track and so while my husband was on the bike he hit the, the tape on his neck. Oh, so he oh. was almost decapitated. Good God. And um, this was maybe two weeks before we had our first daughter and rushed him to the emergency room and he was seen within an hour. Um, that he, was he potentially
0: because us. he was going to die though.
2: Yes. Yeah. He, he wasn't bleeding externally. It was just, you know, because it was a flat tape. So he was seen very quickly and he was treated very quickly. And, um, you know, the maternity care there as well is phenomenal. You know, you also have to think about the fact that women in America only get six weeks of maternity leave. And that is only paid through their employer, not the government.
0: Go away. Really? The employer has to stop up and it's only six weeks. There's no maternity it's only benefit. only six
2: weeks and it's based on seniority. So let's say one of the companies I worked for, if you worked there for, for five years I believe you would get up to 75% of your wage and then it would go down from four years, three years, two years on how much money your company was required to pay you. But there is no government money provided unless you are low income, like on the American version of the dole. No.
0: Okay. Covered a lot of ground this morning. Thank you. Good luck with the twins, Rosemary. Thanks yeah, for taking thank the call. Thank you so sure, much. Take thank care. You. Bye. Donna Stanley by First Up Chris. Chris, good morning. Go ahead.
15: Uh, good morning, Neil Kunasanto. to
0: Marstofane.
15: Uh I was just interested in the call yesterday that you had with the gentleman um, about living conditions in Glenmire. In, uh, yes. Little Island, actually. Yes,
0: yeah.
15: And I just. Um, You'd
0: hardly call them living where they are.
15: Living. It's uh, they were terrible. Yeah. They were ter- yeah. absolutely terrible. And uh, coincidentally, I was after reading. Um, a speech by Michael D. Higgins and NU in NUI um, for the uh of the day, if you like, and he gave a m a marvellous, marvellous speech altogether. About inclusion, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
15: And if you don't mind I'm going to just say a small, didn't say my own feelings in, in between. Is that okay? How long is it? Yeah, it's a small. I don't know off by heart kind of. yeah.
5: Well talk to me <laughs> no, about it. No, yeah.
15: no, no. He just said, you know, there was a failure in state policy, which is obvious. And, uh, you know, the policies were indictments of an Irish society. And it certainly is. And he went, and I will say the very same thing. All of that goes right into the life expectancy of travellers. Less than poor the settled housing. community. Yeah, they're sicker yes, and they course. die younger. Their yeah. conditions, their suicide rates. And... Uh, these, actually, all of these things, they represent indifference to injustice by wider society. Yeah, but also, now, you see, I keep
0: on noticing that wider society still comes back to a section of the traveling community who don't do any favors for the for the good members of the traveling community engaged yes, in, I, you know, I th- they hone I in do. on that all of the time.
15: I, yes, they do. But you see, that is nearly, it's actually a European problem and it's a european case that the europeans are absolutely noble white people you know in the main people and then these are not that they they're you know they rub and steal and they uh, you know they're stereotyped from a long long time ago and i think and i'm not young that's
0: too broad a brush though i think
15: I, it, it's terrible, you see. It's terrible, but we haven't changed. I, I grant your point is right that some there are disturbances, but I have one theory. I think that as a country, we, we actually, you know, we caused it by our indifference. For instance, in Spain, Spain has one of the highest, we'll say, record of inclusiveness for their Roma. And they have a, the best record in Europe, actually. And I'd just like to... The Roma I community
0: made. that moved to Spain, is it?
15: No, no, they would have been there with... with um, like most Roma communities are like the Palestinians. Yeah. They would be on that land for centuries. Okay, okay. okay. And actually
0: so so that would be their own specific ethnic groups yes, then? Okay,
15: it yeah. would. But yeah. they have integrated them. And the first thing they hit was education. And that, of course, is the turning point for anyone, I think, really, truly of education. If you get the people educated, you get the people to be a bit more farsighted. We haven't done that. And actually, we... I just. Well, a, but,
0: a, but in the case of uh, the family in Little Island, they are sending their children to school and their teenage daughter is, um, has got yes. anxiety and stress because she feels alienated and his name yes. called and her clothes smell of damp.
15: I know, it's terrible. And there's only 14% of uh, women finish secondary school. And that's, you know, when you compare with, the, with, the, with us, with our settled race, that, that's very poor. But my point is, um, why did they carry mines where 10 people were burned alive at that time? Why didn't that change our way of looking at the traveling community? There was three children killed in that. there were ten adults killed
0: why don't we uh, you say why don't we send parcels or raise money for our own Irish yes, travelers?
15: Yeah. I would say that I mean a week after that happened, they were refused okay. in, they were refused and on just a site adjacent to that for to allow the families of the travelers to go in there
0: I understand' Cor- I I, I, that's I, an
15: indictment yeah. on our society, and I think you see we haven't learned Neil at all and I must say that actually there is a large Roma community in Ukraine as well
0: we have a, but we have Roma community in Cork and and uh, to the best of my knowledge they're housed they are, yes. Yeah. You okay. see, that's
15: the point. That we, right. might, we might kind of say, well, the travellers are called travellers or whatever the case may be because
0: they like to travel. No, they the don't anyway. No, that's, those days are no. gone. But the but no, the majority of texts coming back, by and large are negative. I couldn't afford a house for seven children and to support them. And there aren't many people who could. It's not presumptuous to expect the rest of us, surely. It is presumptuous to expect the rest of us to cover their bill for seven children. There's no equality in that. <sighs>
15: I know, but uh, I, do, I I really, I, I think that's very, very bad. I think it's seven children.
0: Seven children is I, seven multiplied by children's allowance.
15: It is, yeah, it is. It is of course. But yeah. then again, but then again, if you were inside in a site without any of the modern, no site has been done up to a, the, any kind of a human rights proper housing outdoor for them. None has. Every local authority has sent back some of the expenses. (laughs) There is no great deal of urgency in us as a people to treat our own a little bit fairer.
0: Okay, all right, good points. Thank you for that Chris. Uh, By text, this is a BS excuse. Houses and whole housing estates have laid empty for months and years. They should house people of Ireland and refugees. There's plenty to go around. This is a some point that was made at the meeting yesterday where a council said, or somebody with the meeting the meeting said to Sarah, we're keeping houses back for um, Ukrainian refugees. Cathy says, I'm sorry now, but this country needs to house their own on the street. And young mothers looking to have a house of their own makes my blood boil. I feel so sorry for people. But in all honesty, people aren't going to speak out like me or speak the truth. But it's that simple, simple. How's the Irish first? Uh, not leaving them on the streets because if it was, uh, because if it was us, on the streets uh, sorry the rest of that doesn't make any sense but i think the general consensus of that text is look after own first maria says this is not the innocent war refugees fault either so i think this post that you put up online is not fair on either the poor traveler family with their children or the ukrainians the council and the government should be able to provide for our own and for refugees who who do not want to come here but have to due to war i hope this helps this family get some support finally by going on air with you but no need to play it against innocent Ukrainians who on the 22nd of February had homes and jobs and schools and money in the bank and didn't ever think they'd be walking out or being shot at trying to get to safety, says Maria. More texts than calls after the break. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818 104 106. Uh, Back to our phone lines. Donna's been waiting an age. Donna, good morning. Hi, Neil, how are you? I apologise for keeping us so long. Um, there oh, are so m- hi, What's hi. your point, that there are just so many empty properties, so many empty houses?
14: It is, Neil, yeah. Like, there's a lot of empty houses, and I think we should be more, again, inclusive. I was very happy to hear the previous callers there they were, with their positive approaches, and they were so welcoming around, I suppose, the situation with the Ukrainians. And again, our own homeless crisis here in Ireland. I, like, I think... We pointed, I'm guilty of it myself, even last night in the comments, we pointing the finger at the council, the TDs, the Labourers, the government, but at the end of the day... Oh, for what? What, we were, they,
0: what were they pointing the finger at?
14: I suppose pointing the finger, like, I suppose what disheartened me last night, um, and this, I didn't, again, I'm like Rosemary, I didn't know, it was around um, the base room, I suppose, family it was, um, from the travelling community, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, like, I want to, my my point was that, like, what just hurtened me was, that these people came on and they were assumptuous and judgmental and making comments like, "Oh, she's she's seven children and she expects us to put the bail." People have unplanned pregnancies. There's many different circumstances, many different factors that can affect that can affect whether you have two children or seven children. And I just want to say well done to those parents for reaching out for that help because they're the voice of their children. Yeah, they're the of their children. Look, looking for their human rights. Like nobody wants to be. Is it, not, in, is it
0: not fair for people to ask why would somebody have seven children if you can't support them? Um, is it right? Is it unfair it for people to say...
14: Choice, it should be. It should be a woman's own choice to have as, as many children. But there are economic consequences,
0: consequences to rearing a big family.
14: Oh, I agree. I came from a big family. Neil, I'm the oldest of ten. Yeah. Do you know, I agree totally. And look, I didn't grow up with the best materials, and like, as I said in the comments, top high brains but I had a loving family around me a roof over my head it was warm and it was well fed I looked for nothing and if anything that what was instilling me from coming from a big family with great values and morals I was very disappointed with some of them comments that night and I just hope my children never bump into people like that or that are or so it's just judgmental
0: uh, stuff like this another couple of popping out babies and expecting the council to house them this has to stop all the people that are expecting to get houses this is not the council or the but taxpayers why... responsibility to house you and your children
14: we're all paying some sort of tax on some sort of farm at need, you know? And again, we point the finger, we say it's, it's the government, it's the council, and at the end of the day, we're in a situation that we're...
0: No, I think they're talking about personal... Those. No, I think it's more to do with... No, listen, I'm just telling you what people are saying. It, they say it's more to do yeah, with personal, personal responsibility. You want to have a family, plan ahead first that you can rear them, if they're big Sometimes
14: family. Sometimes we don't know. That's, that's the circumstance. And like a lot of women, Irish women, having a baby, whether it's planned or unplanned, it's a blessing. And we just have to deal with like a lot of us are, are again onto a different topic, and abortion and whichever, and we do all. No, think. I'm
0: not talking about that. More, more likely to be contraception. I would think maybe.
14: But, but again, don't. I suppose the person's own child. Okay. Like obviously okay. She she doesn't have a belief of abortion or adoption. She wanted to keep her kid and wear her children in her as as the woman previously Rose came. Explain. She came from a different country. She came into Ireland. Teeth are much easier, her much more humble, much more accommodating. And we're, it's fortunate that we can be in a position like that. Do you know, I know we give out a lot of the time. We don't have this in the housing crisis. And again, you have homelessness. But... Is there
0: any... Again, t- is, there any I, is there, there any... Is there, any like point the at all, is there any point at all on dwelling on the fact that, okay, many people are saying this morning, and have been saying for a number of days now, that why would we be bringing 100,000 people, in spite of the fact that they're fleeing a war-torn country, you know, one-sided war with a madman, into Ireland um, you know, uh, give them the same rights as any European Union citizen, which would be a PPS number, uh, which would be a medical card, 206 euro a week, SIM cards, and housing, when we can't Get a family like Sarah and Tommy um, and seven into children
14: a accommodation.
0: into a house and themselves.
14: Look, we don't have the accommodation, we don't have the four and five houses, it's four and five bedroom houses built around the place, as I said in, the, in another comment. You know, there a lot of the the properties are three bedroom houses and they're derelict houses. These houses are locked up and closed off for five to ten years, Neil. More nobody going in some and checking cases. them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know?
14: Yeah, Yeah. Like, you had a, I suppose, on the radio there now again the other day, I, they were encouraging, I suppose, apprenticeships and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah. Could the, could the council and I set up teams there to go go to these, to have a team for developing new houses and buildings, and have a team for develop to working on these derelict houses. You know, go in and clean out the house, and paint the house, really, like, and working around those, those families. My own mother had to do it. She had 10 children. She was moved from a three-bedroom to a four-bedroom house and again that four bedroom house she did like that now it, it didn't cover us all, we did not get a room each according to gender but we, <sighs> I know we
0: were I,
14: well at like they came in and
0: you know, the, again like that no, su- now I, I know but I suppose, I suppose but at the end of the day common sense and a bit of cop on would, would really dictate and you say that circumstances aren't always black and white but that if you have very little money, don't have a lot of children it's kind of simple really isn't it
14: Oh I know well it it's and again like some of them comment there as well as because they've seven children they had a lot of money. it's costing it cost an awful lot to look after those seven children, like it's not easy. And I, I, yeah. I understand one of the parents there is working and it's not easy to be sitting at home either caring for seven children on your own. I know she I suppose she chose that life and she's happy to choose that life. But this woman is only look she's not looking for a, a luxury home with a hot tub, she's looking for a roof over her head. She a secure home where our children can go to school every morning where they know they're going every morning they know what friends they're going to meet in the morning and play with in the morning you know where So is everyone
0: in is. Ireland entitled to a home then or is there some like are entitled is it that. just some are entitled to it and others have to work for it is that the way it's always going to be
14: Well that's I suppose he's, he's working for it but I feel like even if you're not working yeah. if you're not in the situation that yeah. you can gain employment you should have some sort of accommodation if you have children yes. yeah yeah, uh, yeah. This is children's human rights we're talking
0: about. Yeah, good points. Well made. No. Okay. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate it. Let me get some more texts and calls on the air if you don't mind. Just an interesting one with regards to uh, the refugees from Ukraine. Um, uh, Neil, I'm concerned, I'm contacting in relation to Ireland taking people from Ukraine into their homes. It, it must be hell on earth for the people fleeing their country and my heart goes out to them. But I have serious concerns. What worries me is the vetting process for the refugees and the people and the people hosting them. Uh, Who's to say someone from Ukraine isn't a serious criminal with convictions from housebreaking to sexual assault, etc.? What's to say a family from Ireland hasn't someone in their home for convictions like that? Uh, To date, I've heard nobody talking about doing proper background checks. I firmly believe someone is going to get hurt. All the best, Catherine, uh, by email to Neil at uh, redfm.ie. Neil, there is no way a council employee would say that. Um, we're keeping houses for re- Ukraine refugees. That they are extremely, ca- because they are extremely careful what they say at council level in regards to housing. I've dealt with them for over nine years. She should ring back and ask for that comment in writing. If it was said, the council, at the best of times, can't provide for their own, not to mind people from other countries, and that is terrible that this family is in this position. But I can't understand how they can't afford to rent with seven children's allowances per month. weekly social welfare payment and the husband working too. They would have no no mortgage in the mobile home. They should also look into renting privately and not rely completely on the council for housing. That's from my own experience, says Indigo. Sure, look, it's every woman's choice how many children they have, Neil, uh, they would like to have. uh, Is that not what keeps the country thriving, our birth, our population? The council of too many boarded-up houses not being repaired and left idle for years. One I know in our area is boarded up since 2008. It was built in 1995. Shame on people judging others who want more babies. Women and men should be encouraged to have whatever size family they choose. Uh, It's the country not being able to provide accommodation as they leave good housing boarded up. And I look, and look, if I had a spare room, I'd house Ukrainians myself. Stop being begrudgers. Yes, we need to look after our own first, but also welcome those coming in. No need for all this negative crap, uh, begrudging others. No one asked you to make ignorant remarks. I grew up in a large family uh, and I love those days. I have two kids like others and we've worked hard and I've taught them uh, I'd make more staying at home. And if I thought I'd make more staying at home, by God, I'd have a herd of kids. So it's not like anyone makes profit from rearing children. Uh, Louise says, the comments of the council sound fake to me. I can't imagine a council worker saying that. Uh, they're not known for giving out information at the best of times. And the accommodation being spoken about for refugees is multi-occupancy in family homes where a family takes them in. I haven't heard the government promising any council housing. So there's those and lots more besides. Um, let's go straight back to the phone lines. James, good morning. Thanks for holding. James, can you hear me? All right. right? In the middle of something. Come back after the break. Calling Red FM Studio. Call the new number: oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Okay. What we can't do today, we'll pick up tomorrow. James, are you there now? Yeah. There you go. What's on your mind? Uh, I,
10: I if you. What are they getting on social welfare for two adults and six children?
0: Seven children. And if
10: you work seven children, it works out at nearly 685 euros a week with all the allowances, including monthly allowances. My other question is, what vehicle are they
0: driving? What does it Why matter do what they're Fiat? driving?
10: Because I'm a working person and I have a Fiat Uno 2002 because that's all I can afford. And if they're driving around in a sixty thousand or an eighty thousand pound vehicle, your or your vehicle, where are they getting the funding for it?
0: But if you listened yesterday, you'll have heard that the clothes on the children have to be changed constantly and thrown out constantly. The blankets do, the bed coverings, the mattresses. Sure, the place is I, riddled I, 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 I in damp and mould. Sure, I know. I don't believe that for one second. It's Why don't that you bad. believe it?
10: because the, the normal thing that a normal person would do would get a dehumidifier and put it into it because they're only 119 euros each but they don't and have I like
0: what they don't have they power have generators. For, they don't have power for things like yes, that
10: yes they do they do they have generators they have a petrol generator I'll guarantee you 100%
0: but there's 7 children in there and the vast majority of the children are sick from the conditions they're children like they're not responsible I don't,
10: I don't believe that for one second if you go and you uh, go to any why don't person, you believe it because have you been to any of the halting sites? Yeah, I we were. To, Seamus was
0: down there. I've seen the videos. I've seen the photographs. I've spoken to both now, of them.
10: Now, I don't believe it for one second. I think it's all a put up job. If they're driving around in 50,000 or 60,000. Who says ago, anything
0: about a 60 grand car? You're making that
10: up. I'm not. Well, I I'm assume I'm making an assumption is what I'm doing. But I, what I'm saying is that if you go to any of the halting sites, look at the vehicles they're driving around in.
0: No, I, I I don't dispute that. I have seen some fairly, fairly snazzy machines, for sure. I have, but I don't, yeah. I'm talking about a family with seven sick children and a teenage daughter who's trying to get a secondary you, education who's bullied reports. because she smells.
10: Have you, have you seen reports that they are that they're sick?
0: Ah, come on, man. Reports? Listen, no, James, give me a medical, l- give me a little have you bit of credit. Seen medical? If, if i was have if you, I was asking for the kind of information that you want from every single caller that was on this radio program, we'd have dead they've air come It'd on, be silent. They've,
10: they've come on air looking for a handout and why should me as a taxpayer have to pay for them when you know when they're not willing or they don't want to work or they basically are giving
0: false information? I firstly don't know that any of the information is false. Secondly, anybody anybody on a housing list fits your criteria of looking for a handout. You have an issue with them being a traveller family, though, I think, more than anything else.
10: No, I have an issue with any person who's looking for a handout who basically says, oh, I am um, poor old me. What are they doing with all the money they're getting each week? If they're getting in the region about 685 euros a week from all the allowances between the weekly, the monthly and all the other allowances, they get about 685 euros a week. I don't get that.
0: These I are different social welfare payments. You're including uh, children's allowance Include, in there. I'm including
10: like every social welfare payment that they're claiming or are, are able to claim. They will be getting 685 euros a week into their hand. I don't make that, and I do 40 hours a week.
0: So, lay them there to rot, then, is it, in a mobile home down Little Island? Let the kids' what, health what deteriorate.
10: I, I never said that. What I said was that, that they... Are asking for handouts? They're getting six hundred eighty-five euros a week. I don't get that.
0: They're looking for and a roof over their head, as anyone in the settled community would be asking for a roof over their head.
10: But if you're getting six hundred eighty-five euros a week, why can't, you, why can't you provide your
0: own roof? Okay, well, I that, don't,
10: I don't that, that, get six hundred eighty-five euros a week. I don't even get five hundred,
0: well, just just above five hundred euros a week after taxes. You what well, you get, you earn. Yeah.
10: Yes. Yeah. I get about just just just. Just roughly 500 euros okay. a week.
0: all right. I'd love to get some more thoughts on this text 0868104106. Um, feel free to stay there. Let John O'Donovan jump in. John, good morning. Morning, you know you. you want to pick up on any of that? 685 euro a week. Don't be looking for handouts. I, well,
16: what I want to pick up on is the fact is if there was a Ukrainian family coming in at the moment, right, and if they had the same among the kids... We wouldn't be having this conversation. That caller wouldn't be giving those same comments on the air, right? Because it would be put down to be racist. But just because we've an Irish Traveller family, I don't care how they ended up in the situation they are. The fact is that they are in this situation. I don't see any Red Cross passes going down to bail them out. Those, that family and those children especially need to be taken out of there immediately. And for them to be coming along now and to be dumping all over them, their children were not well. You've seen the conditions yourself. But I guarantee you, if there were some of the Ukrainians coming in, no one would dare stick their head above the parapet and say, oh, we can't have these people coming in with their big families.
0: There's no, there's no real difference to be quite honest. with The same kind of legislation exists with regards to our own ethnic communities of racism accusations. So you can
16: also, also Neil, I think the, the fact that this comment, which is, there's a big doubt in some people's mind what an official and council said, I would go the other way. I would say it was deliberately said the way it would end up, and the Neil Pundev show.
0: Come on, man! That's a conspiracy theory that's gone way too far.
16: No, no. I, I, believe maybe that this person had a social conference and said, "Look, um, yeah, the people, this thing over oh, I me, mean, not she." We, w- we want system. to help
0: you, but we can't because we have to hold them back. Go to the media with this. Is that? Well,
16: I, and around the board, way I said that's how in the in the Why is there so sure. much
0: negativity then to a family who happen to be of a traveller background, who have seven children and shouldn't be looking for support because they made their own bed and they should lie in it? Is there any? Well, is there the, any the truth in that?
16: The last time we looked at him, it, it wasn't a crime in this country. have so a large family. It's only a No, it may not be a crime,
0: but is it, res- is it irresponsible, though?
16: Well, I mean, look, I mean, there are very religious people anywhere. you are travellers anywhere. Like, they do believe in big families, and they come from that culture. And the last time we looked, there wasn't a law passed to say that you couldn't have seven kids. Well,
0: James has to work hard every day. He gets out of bed and goes to work. He drives a 202 2002 Punto. Uh, he's not yeah, getting six hundred and eighty-five
16: cash a week. There's no just disputing that fact, but the fact is, look, if this was any other ethnic minority and they were living in those conditions, you'd have rescued of the other immigrant council would have, like, Tom, Dick, and Harry coming out to help them. But just because just are travellers again, that's <laughs> them.
10: Okay,
0: thank you, gentlemen. James, you thank finished? You. Did you want to respond to any of that?
10: No, Miss Grant, I just think it's laughable that somebody says that. I I'm, I'm a racist because I think that anybody that has
0: seven children and can't provide for them shouldn't have them. Okay, thank and you
10: for that. that. Text that is a very simple thing called contraception.
0: Text eight six eight one zero four one zero six. If you have a story to share, email Neil at redfm.ie. There are less and less landlords um, in the market now because many of them are getting out. I spoke about this with you on Monday. Did a little bit of work into it there over the past couple of days and spoke to a couple of landlords who had vacated. Uh, the uh, business because there was many different reasons. The exit of small landlords is, of course, increasing homelessness. One of the landlords that I spoke to me said that 52% of anything you make these days in rent is automatically gone in tax. This is also a good time to sell because of rising property prices and also there can be an awful lot of hassle from tenants that just isn't worth it anymore and they're also telling me that the property vetting that they have to go through, there's a, it's been privatised now, a private company goes around this is, this is specifically for council rented private properties that the property vetting they have to go through is way too stringent, they're being asked to upgrade the homes way too much beyond what they can afford, lots of work would need to go into it to bring it up to standard these are some of the reasons and there's other besides, um, in spite of the fact that rental income was never higher uh, bear in mind because it's gone through the roof now of course for many years in Ireland it's cheaper to have a mortgage than rent in my day it was never that way also one point that was interesting maybe before I leave you is that one other thing, this landlord was telling me you will find even more pressure now uh, on rental accommodation on uh, Leaside and in Ireland because many of the bigger companies, you could take for an example the big tech companies right? say Apple was the example given to me? Apple, because they're desperate to get skilled and trained and tech people into Ireland to work. It could be Apple or Google or Facebook or the, you know, all of the different chemical companies and pharma companies. That they will provide property with the job, so that they will themselves now, as companies, start investing in property either giving money to build homes or actually start building themselves housing estates specifically for their employees so that the job will come with the home. And that is going to make it a hell of a lot worse. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.
9: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast.
3: Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.